Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So 530 of this week in league. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And there's no big D's. So that means the episode is going to be 35 minutes shorter this evening because we are oblivious as to the fucking tidings from the C-grade touch football in Toowoomba this week. This is a, an oblivious. environmentally friendly episode. It contains no diesel. Yeah. <laughs> and um, So look, I mean... Who knows? I mean, who knows how? Who knows how it went? I mean, yeah, they probably went down on the weekend without the D's. I mean, frankly, because I think he, I'm, I'm pretty sure he he flew over on um, Saturday, didn't he? He did. So he would have missed the game. He did. So I'm just I'm just going to um, guess that it uh, it was a loss, and um, and and this trip to Perth for the big diesel has uh, has put the, the 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 grand final finals grand final. And uh, Logie winning thirty for thirty in grave danger. Yes. All because he wanted to go down and fucking. Uh, well, look, you fuck know, a quacker. Look, I tell you, now I know how the fucking NRL journos feel. Um, because we don't have access to the players. He's <laughs> you and me. We just we just make it all like. A... Um, so round eight, Saturday the fifth of August, the uh, the C grade men's lions went down to the questionably racist named um, Black Sharks seven <laughs> seven to five. Wow! So that double that the big D's the usually double. provides would have at least got them back to level. Well, did Diesel well. score a hat trick? Dot com. No. Yeah. Well. Well, I mean, yeah, did, did Diesel did Diesel front up and and help his fucking team out in a in a pressure game? So that's gonna that's that's gonna have a yeah, huge ramifications on the standings. That wasn't that team one of the team you're supposed to beat. Like they're one of the lower teams, aren't they? I I I say they beat all teams. Um, oh no, they they come they're running first. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I guess there's that then. Um, um, yeah. The Lions lines have dropped third. Oh. And uh, and the two teams above them have a game in hand, <laughs> so they've had oh. <laughs> costly, costly trip. Who was it that went to fucking? Was it Teddy that went to Bali after Origin? No, no, it was um, it was Bradman Best. Bradman Best, that's right. Yeah. Oh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it fucking worked out well for him. Got the oh. play state of Origin. I said, man, long after I'm. I'm that fucking happy for him. Like he, he's the origin comeback from origin success story this year. Yep, he's having a great, yeah, a great second half of the season. Yep, yep, exactly. Oh, look at that! No fucking big D's, and we're talking about rugby league like three minutes into the fucking podcast. That's unheard of. 
probably probably a record for 2023. I mean, I, I can't even remember when the Big D started injecting the like, this C grade touch bullshit. But um, I tell you, the fans are going to be absolutely hanging out for next week though, because I mean, there's an addiction there. Yeah, people love it. That's it. So anyway, let's let's what, what we can do then is we can actually just get straight back into it because I'm fucking tired and I still am not over this fucking. I, pro- I think I must have just got like the proper flu, and um, because it's fucking still like just just feeling the just the effects are still there. I don't feel. I would fucking I would love to fucking feel, not sick. Mm. It feels like it's been fucking like a month, and it's just like you know with that just I'd love to have it just like without a you know without a trace of it. Like, you know, feeling like you've got, you know, like, you know, so anyway, um, let's blast through this, um, games from round 23, Thursday night, fuck me, these games feel like a lifetime ago. I um, the, I mean, I say, I, I probably say that every time we do a Wednesday, but f- fuck, I tell you, I just scroll, I just scrolled down through some of the games. I was like, <laughs> I told you, I was, was, I was that even a, th- I was, was getting even the, a thing. Getting the stats ready, and I opened up the women's games, and didn't yeah. blink for one second that the matchups didn't look fucking right. Hey, did you see? Um, look, we like we, we don't we don't cover the women's game because we we don't have the fucking time. I mean, I'm watching eight games a week. I'm not watching another fucking however many you know yeah. four or five games of, of, of women's. I've got a fucking I've got a family. <laughs> All right, that's it. <laughs> Who love me. And fucking get, and, and give up enough time <laughs> during during fucking you know March to October life uh, without without me adding another fucking fifty to sixty percent fucking workload on top of it um, in terms of just watching shit. Um, but did you see that Cherrington fucking powerbomb tackle that she got sent off for? Yes. Yeah. Let me tell you. It's the one. It's the one thing that I've seen that says like because as as I've said, you know, privately, year on year, like the first, like two years ago, the women's game was fine. Like defensively, they were they were quite tough. Yep. But as far as offensive skills, like they, it was just one out. They couldn't throw a cutout pass. There was no kicking game to speak of. Then last year it got really good, and then yep. this year it's gotten really good. But let me tell you, there's one area they haven't caught up in yet. <laughs> And, and luckily, because I, I don't have any of the information in front of me, so I can't remember what the woman's name was who got fucking bombed into the fucking canvas. But if that was men's, she'd be dead. Yeah. Or, yeah. She'd, be, or she'd be Alex McKinnon. Because the only thing that fucking yeah. saved her life was the fact that Cherrington did not have the strength to lift her high enough to dump her far enough down. Yeah. Like, she, she pretty much got her up and then tipped her and then, and then dropped her. Like, if she was a guy, there would have been an extra probably 60 centimeters to a meter of fucking distance to pick up velocity <laughs> she would have impact. reached terminal velocity and gone through the earth oh, it, fucking hell she, she, she'd be she would be fucking dead because like, that was pretty like i mean as far as tackles go that was pretty bad and the only thing that would have made it worse <clears throat> is the strength to actually pick her right up yeah. instead of sort of like have her off the ground flip her and drop her to actually pick her up and drive her that's the only thing that, that saved it, from, it. do you, you know, know do you know what absolute would, fatality would be fucking awesome because what the women's game has missed out on fatalities that um decades and decades and decades of hits that were legal when they were made but that would be send-offs today that can still be used in promotional material and pump up videos and that sort of thing i reckon they need to have advertising round 
mm. where they say there will be no send-offs, there will be no no penalties for shoulder charges. You've got one round, <laughs> make it count. <laughs> this What's is our advertising material. Like... Yeah, that's it. Purge round. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, purge round. <laughs> that would be the shit. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, they still for yeah, because still for the advertising. I mean, yeah, they'll they'll still throw out fucking Brookie Brawl shit. All yeah, hundred percent they will. They'll, they'll they'll throw out fucking you know State of Origin. You yeah, know, like Trent Waterhouse and fucking yeah Brett White. Yeah, yeah, they'll throw all that shit out. Fuck yeah. Um, even though you can't punch, you can't you can't do you know you can't do pretty much fucking anything. Yeah. Um, like the Sunny well, Bill like, highlights. Some people can get away with everything too. Well, yeah, I mean, like Sunny Bill, every, everything that he ever did was a shoulder charge. Yeah, so <laughs> for, for a fact. <laughs> but uh, anyway, mm. so suffice to say, these games were a very long time ago. But that's okay. We'll, I'll try and remember to the best of my ability because I could not be fucked re- recapping with the fucking minis today like I often do. The Roosters 26 to feed the Mighty Manly Seas Eagles 16 on the Thursday night at the SCG. The Roosters uh, tries double to Daniel Tupo. Uh, Suwali'i Manu Smith tries Suwali'i three of five conversions. Um, uh, Manly's uh, Schuster, Parker and Cole with tries. Garrick one of three and a penalty goal. That's it. This game, I think, was mostly a function of just fucking three games in 11 days. And not only three games in 11 days, but also that, that second game on the on the uh, Saturday before was the big week build up emotional fucking dump two milestones captain's milestone and I think that would have been a little bit of a fucking um, just a a relief and like a build up to get through that game and to win that game and then I don't think it had much left in the tank and I mean no, ably ably abetted by fucking Josh Schuster being doing nothing literally nothing in the first half like like literally nothing and he threw a few trick shots in the second half and you know it worked out fine and yeah got a couple of points and got him close but fucking not good enough um and other than that it was just the there were like just moments every moment in the game every little moment that could have gone there was 50 50 just went the other way there was a moment in the first half there where um where where Saab out jumped Tupo and just couldn't control the ball to score the try. Tupo scored one exactly the opposite situation, you know, minutes later. There was a, a time there where Manly made a break and um, Tupo tackled Cola without the ball. It was the clearest fucking professional foul you've ever seen in your life. Not even a penalty, <laughs> let alone a fucking sin bin that it should have been. Then you had weird shit like um, in the second half, they go, they get like 20 minutes through the second half without a penalty or anything, the game's just like, you know, it's a little bit of mistakes from both sides and it's not, you know, it's just sort of settling into a fucking rhythm. And then Toff simply, you know, holds a guy down in the tackle or something and gets up, penalty roosters. Also, there's too many penalties. You're off to 10 minutes. Now, at that stage, I think Manly conceded about four, five penalties in the entire game. Hadn't been any from either side for about 20 minutes. But for some reason... The game just wasn't spicy enough for um, Mr. MF fucking Klein, and um, and MF doesn't stand for motherfucker, but I, you know, uh, by the way, but this fucking guy sends a guy to Simbin because he fucking you know, why not? And then you know, and and I'll tell you the, the creativity that that guy has around managing games is it's fucking admirable, which is why he keeps getting like big games as well. The way that he can win a game for a team 
and then just creep in some repeats and penalties and things like that in the last 20 minutes that don't affect the outcome, but they affect the stats line. So people who like a neutral or a casual who didn't watch just, the game looks at, look it. at it. Yeah. And they, they look at it and go, Oh, well that team fucking, you know, the, it was a very, it was very even that. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, <laughs> there's, no, there's no fucking context to it. And, um, but look, honestly, I'll put most of the blame for this game on fucking on Schuster. Not good enough, cunt. You're lucky you're only 22. Um, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to get fucking me, the big dog, back on board with you. I just don't, I just, I can't see it happening because let me tell you, a little fucking taste of brilliance in, you know, 20 minutes of a game, it's just not enough. Yeah. I need, I need to see 80 minutes and, um, in light of other things that happened through the, on the through the weekend, uh, looking forward to next year. And uh, in any case, it's probably season over. I mean, it was already season over for the Roosters. I think the Roosters had like they had a chance. They have to win like four more games in a row. They'd win five in a row. And now they have to win four in a row. So I mean, there's like a chance in quotes, yeah, mathematically speaking. And you know, and given the crowd of teams above, it's pretty fucking horrible. Bottom four in the in the top eight. And so these cunts are, you know, who fucking knows what's going to happen, but, you know, probably curtains, um, but we'll see. Tell me, what did you think of the Nathan Brown send-off? Yeah, it was, it was, it was worthwhile, I think. The, it's weird, like, he, it's because, it's, I think, look, if it had have been, who's like a, who's like a nice clean guy in the Roosters side? Let's say it was like, if it was Teddy... Yep, I don't know if he, I don't know if he would have gone. I think if it had been like Jared Maria Hargraves and or Radley, same result. Yep, someone else maybe like you know Butcher or something, maybe Bin but not send off. I don't know. I think the send off portion of it, I think it was just it was just one of those one of those MF square ups that I was talking about from the referee, which what? is pretty over the top. I mean, because I mean it was clearly I mean like. Obviously, it was high and everything like that, but it just seemed like that his 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 criteria for making it a send off was um, that he like you know shot out of the line and I mean that's like that's like that's him like I, yeah shooting and out of the line shooting out of the line trying to put a hit on shooting out of the line it but wrong it, and but goes it was high also that he was high and he raised himself into it that's what yeah, I've got because yeah. I saw a lot of people r- fucking on about how oh that's not a send off. You know, it, it's questionably a sin bin. Yeah, but I mean, However, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see later on in the round, though, where someone actually missiled themselves off the ground, all yeah. shoulders straight to the face, and didn't even concede a penalty. Yeah, that's it. So, let alone a fucking suspension. So it's really just it's one of those things where it's like depending on the round, and like the I, I know that the referees came out after the after the the round of action saying there was no mandate to be a crackdown or anything like that, but it fucking felt like it in a lot of these games that like. So here's the interesting thing, and this is exactly what you're talking about. Um, as you were talking, I was going back through the timeline. Yeah. Because I thought you were right, but I didn't realize how fucking right you were. So there was the Sipley penalty. Yeah. And he was sin binned for that. Yeah. Right? Now, look at the, And the, the comment was, there's, there's too many penalties. That was, the, that, was, that was why. That was the reason why. There was no warning or anything like that beforehand that I yeah. heard. Over the over the like there's know, there's nothing in the tackle that he made right no so that it was literally that was one that. Of those ones he didn't get off quick that enough, was at fi- you know, like 58, 58 minutes and thirty one or twenty eight seconds was that penalty 
Yep. Right? So then there was a set restart to the Sea Eagles. Yep. Um, oh, no. Uh, oh, so the Seagulls conceded a set restart. Yep. Then there was a ruck infringement by Nat Butcher. Mm-hmm. Then there was a six again to the Eagles. Then there was a ruck... Uh, prior to that, a ruck infringement to Drew Hutchinson. Um, then you've got to go back and we're looking at 49-17. Yeah, a ruck, a, ruck in, a ruck infringement to Aaron Woods, right? So that's just a ruck infringement. Yeah, yeah. Inside, so that was a restart, was it? Then there was inside the ten. Yeah. To Jakey, at yeah. forty-seven minutes. So from forty-seven minutes and forty-nine minutes, there were two whistles blown saying, "Manly, you fucked up here." Yeah. And, and ten minutes later, and then there's ten a... minutes later, <laughs> there's a sin bit. Yeah. yeah, it was mystifying. It was fuck. It was, it was fucking. And mystifying. it'll never be and fucking then, questioned. And the rest, of, and the rest of the game, the entire fucking game, fucking who was it? Um, for the fucking Roosters, well, Teddy, Teddy was got gobbing off a lot. Mm. Um, but fuck Collins, yeah. everything that happened. Collins is running at the referee and just fucking fully gobbing the entire time. Yeah, nothing, nothing ever came of that. Oh like, no, he was given know, a penalty. Oh, a penalty because he conceded a penalty yeah. for for gobbing off eventually. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Unfucking believable, but um, yeah, this and uh, it's look, it's uh, they released the thing today. I mean, because one of the, the benefits of the the players not giving access to the media is they've got to come up with new angles and things to do to put you know That's fill up it. columns. Yeah, and one of the one of them was today was uh, every team's record against uh, like who's the referee they win most of the games under, who's the referees they win the least games under, and. Um, Manly sitting at a princely fucking 36 point something percent Ashley Klein. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> fucking dog. Um, but yeah, well, anyway. You know, here's the thing. We, like, we, we spend the majority of our time on the show talking about the performance of players. Yeah. Right? This cunt is Nofaluma level bad. Yeah. Now, let, let's agree that it is hard and to be a t- referee. And, he, and- and he's touched, and he's touched everybody too. Yeah, it's not like it's, it's not like it's not me just saying it week in week out about him. Yeah, even though now, even though now I'm like, I feel like you get ga- you get gaslit into not fucking thinking, that, you know, thinking that oh yeah, I'm just being a rest fighting cunt. But then you go, oh yeah, you won, you win fucking one in three games that cunt referees yeah. you. Oh, maybe help. there's something to that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's hard being a referee, blah blah blah. But cunt, you're professional. Well, not not can't let's let's not let's not single him out. I mean, because there's been plenty of referees do plenty of dumb shit over the last couple of weeks. Cunts. Yeah. Just you 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 paid very well to run around and not take any contact. I mean, you're basically like a fucking you're basically professional half marathon runners. Are you are you suggesting that maybe there should be like snipers in towers with rubber bullets just taking pot shots at referees? To make them earn their money. No, Ashley, it's a bad Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, look, you, know, like, yeah. You, you you would think that you would think that like the, the powers that be could just relay something to them verbally through the headsets. But if I, you want to go to rubber bullets, I'm all for it. I, if you I, want to go to live ammunition, I'm not going to stop you. I tell you, look, not even that. I'm, I'm happy to draw the line <laughs> at shot collars if they're good enough for fucking barking dogs. 
<laughs> are they good enough for barking dogs? I don't I mean, know. Isn't that what you use them for? I I I don't know if you'd use those. I don't think I don't think real people use those. I mean, if you're trying to blood your blood your fucking blood your pit your your, your pig dog down in fucking Woodridge for pigging, <laughs> like you know maybe maybe I mean, but if you're a if you're an actual responsible pet owner. I don't think any of those collars are acceptable. Not even the ones that spray citronella or any of them. Oh fuck! <laughs> that'd well, be that'd be funny though for the referees because they just spray their face up. Just fill it with like liquid farts or something like instead of like citronella. <laughs> we just fill it with like just you, you fill it with shit that they fucking wring out of the fucking socks and shit in the locker room after games. <laughs> Fresh batch from Reggie's. <laughs> uh, um, look, yeah, that's a big loss not. for Manly in in the scheme of the season. Yeah, and also you know as, as much as as big a cunny is, I mean, just in terms of like warm bodies on field, losing lodging like the first fucking five ten minutes was another massive factor, especially mm. being third game in eleven days as well. And I've already lost well now four four props, um, top four in the depth chart. They've lost four props, so. Um, so it was, it was very fucking, it was very tough to fucking try and come back from that. Um, the Warriors, 28, defeated the Titans, 18, and uh, Hope Solo. Uh, the Warriors, 28, a double to Sean Johnson, uh, Jackson Ford, Torhu Harris, and DWZ tries, Johnson, four or five conversions. Uh, Titans, 18, tries to Fafita, Stimson, Jaden Campbell, uh, two conversions to Tanner Boyd, one to Jaden Campbell. The Sean Johnson train keeps fucking rolling. It does. And I am still fucking here for it. I'll tell you, the, the Sean Johnson train, just just quietly, is a, a far better watch than the Big Diesel. Yeah. You know, if, we, if we're being real, I mean, this, the Sean Johnson train is incredible. 100% it is. Also, the Big Diesel train gets you to get you where you're going. It gets you there eventually. <laughs> oh look it it doesn't get you where you're going but at least it's honest with itself about its limitations in getting you places (laughs) the fact that that controller on there is just like (laughs) um this this titans team if if you look over their season and and you're doing a, a review of it their attack has been effective against the fucking... Their attack has been more effective against top eight teams than Cronulla has. Like, yeah. they, they have put, you know, big, big numbers on some fucking big teams, and that includes scalps, like Melbourne. Yeah. But, but their ability to stay in a game and actually take control of a game is severely lacking, as in then... They just can't seem to get their head around, well, well, if we get out to a lead, let's put the foot down and really dig in and make our defense work for us and really put the other team in a doubtful position and manage ourselves to the end of this game. And look, it's... On, on, in this game, though, I mean, they get a pass because, you know... Mo Mo was sent off, like, yeah. you, know, for, you know, fairly, fairly, you know, smartly, you know, into the game. Like, when was that, like, 20 minutes in? Something like that. Yep. Um, Fifteen. Yeah, um, so look, you know, 
actually massive credit to them for sort of staying in there and you know going to an unlikely lead as well yeah you know in in the first half there i mean once the warriors started the the thing i would impress me most about the warriors in this game was unlike the warriors of old it was and this is a trait that webster's been you know growing and you know beating into them over the course of the season is that they had great composure knowing that they had this entire game against 12 men yep and they didn't have to go fucking stupid and all they had to do was just keep doing their thing because eventually fatigue would set in and eventually get, and they were, and they were prepared. It, it, you know, visually it appeared that they were prepared to, to win in the 70th minute Yep. and start pulling away if, if that's what it took. Yeah. And, uh, and there was none, of, there was none of that, that shit where, I mean, the, the, the Titans, I mean, did a, a fantastic job. Yeah, making it, you know, like a close... I mean, they got it back to 18 all, you know, with like... Yeah, they what, did. sort of, you know, 10, 15 minutes left to go or whatever. Um, so they didn't make... Like, for, above and beyond for being down a man for almost the entire game to actually stay in it and, you know, almost have, like, the momentum at one point there where it looked like they were coming home to stronger. But... Um, and, but but this, is, this is what I was saying about them as well. And I, and I know being a man down for... Like, and everyone's gassed and they're just that little bit more tired and a little bit more yeah. fatigued. But, but again, even when they had that run and they got it back, I didn't feel like the Warriors were ever actually in danger because the Titans would... would all, it's, it's almost like they throw it around, okay, cool, your turn. They won't dig in. And, yeah, and, and again, I know, I know what it sounds like with, with them being down a man. But far out, if they could only fix their defence from a week-to-week point of view, their, their attack sings. They've got fucking points yeah. in them. Yeah, and if Desi doesn't fuck up their attack, then just lets them do their thing. Then I mean, yeah, you know they they should you know, yeah. you know defensively he he should improve them depending on who he brings in, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, um, can I can I bring up a question that we were asked privately? Because mm-hmm. I I know your answer, but I'm interested in well the listeners would be interested in. Um, it was posed to us by by a guy we know in in real life. Um, also listens yep. to the show, just in in general chat. Um, do you think that the increase in send-offs this week had anything to do with the timing of Wally Lewis's announcement? I mean, it seems at least sort of like anecdotally, it, it feels, I mean, like the timing matches up literally perfectly. Yeah, it does. So, you know, possible. I mean, because it's like, you know, it's been a bit quiet around Wally for, for a little while now, but I mean, the... You know, there's no question that he's considered, you know, one of the all-time greatest fucking ever players. Yep. So as as such, he's a a beloved figure, and for someone who's someone who's beloved and had a, a television career like Mario Fennec, for the outpouring with him. Yep. I mean, it's like it's you know, while he's like a different a different level. Yeah. Of like you know of 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 person to come out with you know talking about CT and and you know what he's suffering from and you know apparently it's it's, it's from all from all reports it sounds like it's it's kind of like it's as bad as you know what what I mean that 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 um that profile on Mario they had on sixty minutes or whatever it was on yeah that was you know it sounds like it's probably it's like that kind of level like yeah it's pretty fucked like you know can't remember you know can't can't get it more than a couple of sentences out yeah that sort of thing so um. So yeah, look, probably, but I mean, why fuck? Like a little crack down here, a little crack down there. I ain't gonna do shit for anybody. I mean, yeah. but do they feel fucking warm and fuzzy that 
they they sent a few blokes off because I mean in the exact same round they didn't send off cunts who did worse stuff than some yeah. of these guys that did get sent off. So like if it was a crackdown, it was a pretty hastily implemented and poorly executed crackdown. It does. It just it just reeks of being reactive. Yeah, yeah. Well, because I mean, that's you know because if like that's you here, isn't it? Yeah, true. Like you look at that mo tackle, and like there there was contact with the head. However, his only crime was not was his technique in not lowering his body to a position where he couldn't reasonably contact the head. Yeah, look, I, I didn't have a huge problem with it being being a send off. I mean, especially because we had like the context immediately before, yep, like the night before with with Nathan Brown. Like, you know, you put those two on the thing, and you go, yeah, yeah, it's probably fair enough. But um, it's more it's more the consistency of the stuff that they. I'm. Don't. That, well, I'm, I'm suggesting that in weeks prior, contact to the head would be a sin bin, not a send off. And well, I'm, I'm not trying. Yeah. I'm not trying to make a case for which one it should be. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that previously, if you stood in the tackle, and there was contact by your shoulder to their head, no shoulder charge, no swinging arm, so it wasn't late and it wasn't forceful. Yeah. It was just the point of contact was your shoulder on their head. And you yeah. stood high in the tackle. It was a sin bit. Isn't sin bit? Yeah. Well, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, it's a, it's it, it's not so much the individual application to the. It's it's the overall consistency across a large. Yeah. So, like you know, you could you could probably get a supercut together. I mean, if I had the time, I'd do it. But you could get us. We've got access to all the games on on NRL. You know, there's a library. You know, a match replay for every game. Yep. You know, for the season, you could do a supercut of every head high tackle. That was that went on report. Yeah. In the year. Yep. And then you could put a, a, a quiz over top of it. What was this? Simbin send off or nothing? Yep. And I can tell you the inconsistency that would be revealed if you watched them all back to back like that would be oh. would be it would be as bad as you fucking think it is. Like yeah, it'd be as bad as you think it would be. I tell you, that might become my new favorite version of that game. My current favorite version <laughs> of that game is well, the fuck Mary kill game. No, 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 no. <laughs> Like is 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 this a sin bin or a send off? Yeah. Or or nothing. Yeah. My favourite version of that game at the moment is is this Adam Sandler or a lesbian? <laughs> I'm not aware of that game. I've not played that game. <laughs> well, it's it's, it's just photos. And all he wears is like baggy sweats and, and stuff. So like, well, it's, yeah. it's cut off, cut off at the head. <laughs> right. You, like you can't see like hands to give you an indication of man hands, yeah. and yeah. you can't like you can't see like bare legs. And you have to try and guess if it's Adam Sandler or a lesbian. And it's a very hard game to play. Um, but it's fun. There you go. I don't watch commercial TV. I didn't know it was on. No, that was on um, social media. There you go. Yeah. Um, okay, so we move on to the Panthers 26, defeating the Storm 6. Um, the Panthers tries a double to To'o. Uh, Luai Crichton tries. Cleary three conversions, two penalty goals. Storm uh, tried to young Tonema Power. And a penalty goal to Nick Meany. This was a good statement from Penrith, more than anything. Um, I'm, I'm happiest with the fact that they came in against someone who will more than likely be there at the the end of the season, the business end of the season, who has aspirations of finishing top four and a history of being able to do so. You know, all, almost regardless of what their their end of season form looks like. So for Penrith to come out, and they're not only that, 
but not dominate instantly to actually have to stay in the game and, and get back to that, well, hang on, we're not in the position we want to be. However, we're not going to let that affect our rhythm. We're not going to let that affect our game plan. And yep. then for them to go on with the game like that was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So um, Melbourne, to their point, look, I don't want to say rudderless, but, well, I mean, they didn't. They didn't have. They didn't have Hughes. So, I mean, that that would, if you did say right, it no, perfect sense. Melbourne have never been that team where they look like they're waiting for somebody else to do something. They mm. they all look like they're ready when their time comes. They all look like, you know, they know exactly what they have to do in in the lead up or or as part of the the overall game plan. And I think over the course of maybe two seasons, they've turned into one of those teams where there are a bunch of guys in there who, and you know, for good reason, because they're fucking brilliant, but they're looking to the monsters. They're looking to Harry Grant and being, okay, fucking do something. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be here and I'll help you if I can, but you're, you're the fucking guy. Do something. Instead of those Melbourne teams of old where it would be every man on the field surges... Yeah, and and we all lift off the back of that. Um, again, I say all of this with the full understanding that week one of the finals turns around, and then somehow Melbourne Storm just click back into storm mode, find that extra gear, and just start putting clinical performances together again. Um, yes, I I am very aware that also that you know um, us included have have been there before, and up oh, it's the end of Melbourne. They're done. They're dusted. They're gone. They're over. Culture's gone. Too many good players have left. Yeah, and and then we, yeah, we get we're on about know, a third version of yeah, that now. That's it. Yeah. So, um, the, it's probably the only risk for them coming to this end of the season is not having Pappy back now. And well, I mean, from all reports, he got through the game up the sunny coast, you know, pretty well. So, yeah. you know, maybe in a couple of weeks, that's that's a different story. I don't know how quickly they try and bring him back in. Maybe start him on the bench or something like this, that and this just try is, and inject him through a game. But. This is that thing, though. If, if you look at any of the problems that the Melbourne Storm have had, Nick Meaney's not in your top 10. No. No, but at the same you time, know? he's probably not the he's probably he's not the the creative force either. I mean, is he he's safe and um, does a lot of good things, but he's also not like that. He's not a spark. Star. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Well, is, is Pappenhausen anymore? What's this now? Three, well, three, three knees. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Eh? So that's a, that's the um, thing. That's, that, that's the mystery yet to be discovered <laughs> with, uh, with Pappy. But um, I'll tell you one thing though for the Storm that 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 fucking sequence from Young Tonomopea resulting in that try was spectacular. Yeah. At the start of that game, I mean the I mean, just the, the yeah the individual brilliance first to get him down there, and then just the awareness to just. Instead of go the you know what what teams normally do and just you know go the spread against the retreating line and actually just back himself and just sort of find a way to weave through, yep, was um it was probably like the best the best try of the game. But um unfortunately it was the only thing that the fucking storms had to, had to had to celebrate all night. Yeah, that's it. Um, just very un <clears throat> unstorm like from them. Um, thirty missed tackles, twelve errors. Nine penalties. Yep. You know that that that's the difference in them. You know that that's what has brought them down to the level of mere mortals. 
yep. is is stats like that. Um, but Penrith again, and it was like you know there was that the thing with Woodsy who uh, who seems happy to give interviews um, on on yeah, any Woodsy, any show that will fucking have him. Yeah, Woodsy has to fucking um he, he has to because he's he's already got his media career and now he's just cemented it because his NRL career is yeah, coming cool. to a rapid end. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he was asked the question: how, how do you beat Penrith? And he said, "Oh, we have to we have to shut down their back five. You know, and if you look at across that game, you know, Penrith had you know, five five hundred more running meters. Yeah, across that game, and they they come from the the start sets the um set starts that the the back five give them. Yeah, so another phenomenal performance. The three peat incoming. It'd be embarrassing if it wasn't." Um, the Broncos 30 defeat the Cowboys 14 up at the abattoir. Uh, the Broncos 30 tries to Arthurs, Carrigan, uh, Ezra Mam, Reese Walsh, Selwyn Cobbo. Four conversions to Stags, one penalty goal to Stags. The Cowboys 14, a double to Kyle Felt. Uh, Lukey with the other one and uh, Chad with a penalty goal after missing all three attempts at conversion. This is a strange game. I mean, we're going to... First thing you do is you take off the you take off that last try. It's like you know the 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 reality of this game was probably closer to like twenty four to fourteen yep. in terms of the way that the game played. Maybe you, maybe should have even been a little bit closer than that. But um, the Cowboys all their tries were out wide and Chad, Chad Townsend couldn't uh, kick a goal. Backup kicker um, with the suspension yeah. of Val, but um, couldn't kick a fucking sideline conversion to save his life. I mean, I can't believe there's not a better fucking option to to give it a crack out there. But after the first one, but um. What was Kyle Felt ever a kicker, or am I imagining that? I feel like he. I feel like he might have. Why been. do I? Why do I have that memory? And a good guess, kicker as well. I guess. I guess you just you used to see him score out wide, and you just can't remember if it was kicks or tries. Is, or is this one of those fucking? What, are they, <laughs> what is? What's that? The Mandela effect? Yeah, you saying like the Berenstain Bears of goal kickers? Well, no. Well, you know, I've come from a parallel universe <laughs> where where Kyle Felt was a goal kicker. <laughs> <laughs> and it's collided with this one. <laughs> oh, Broncos! Hell. Broncos were, were were certainly deserved winners of this game. Um, I mean, it's good to see these, the, you know, the the derby in quotes, you know, get back to sort of like like the style of those games it used to be. There was a lot of feeling in it. It was a close game, well fought game. Um, the Broncos bombed so many fucking tries in the first half. Yeah, like that try that Flegler bombed was like fucking Oppenheimer level shit. Like it was one it was one of the biggest, worst bombed tries I've ever seen in my fucking life. Um Paddy Carrigan has gone from having no tries in like what seventy odd games to scoring his first one last week and his second one this week. So now he's like a fucking on track to become one of the the highest try scorers in the history of the Brisbane Broncos franchise. Um, <laughs> and look, you know Credit to the Cowboys. I mean, they do have that ability to get a roll on and sort of hit the emotion when they need to, and you know, double up and, and triple up on a tries. Um, and they did make it a you know a game where they you know like where if they had have got a goal kick there, they would you know they're going to try and tie it up. But um, the Broncos at the end just embarrassing fucking you know the combo intercept at the end was just an embarrassing way to fucking to to take a team out on their home turf. To finish them off. It was. Um, so yeah, Broncos can't slide out this year. Uh, Cowboys, look, I don't think it's all doom and gloom for them, but I mean, obviously, it was welcome for me that you know that they lost. Um, one of the results that, that you know had to go had to go our way and, and did. Mm. But uh, yeah, Broncos keep rolling mm. on. I I think more so for 
for the Cowboys is... This is one that, that definitely got away. It was a sloppy game by the Broncos. And when you yeah, look they were, at... they always sort of felt they had them, though. Like... Well, you know, it, if you can't put a team away that's completing under 70%, yeah. then mm. and you know, at home, in a local derby, that's one that got away. You know, the, the Broncos are a confidence team. And it's almost like when, when they've got their tail up, it doesn't matter how they're playing. Yeah. They're just pure energy and, and pure enthusiasm. But again, looking over that, you know, Brisbane, 15, 15 errors and seven penalties conceded. A good team should have been able to, to sorry, a, a team that's serious about finals aspirations should be yeah, able to and, take and, advantage of that. And I mean, the other factor in there as well is, you know, no Adam Reynolds, which is, you know, the the, the level of steadying influence yeah. and control he has over that side. Yep. Probably eliminates a ton of that shit too. Yeah. Spot so, on. I mean, it was, a, it was a real opportunity for the Cowboys and um, especially when, they're, you know, they're fighting for their final survival. But yeah, uh, yeah not good enough. The Knights, 30, defeated the Dolphins, 28, over in Perth at one of those ty- one of those teams' future homes, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the Knights 30 tries to Ponga, Man, Hastings, Crosland, Marzu, uh, five conversions from five attempts to Ponga. The Dolphins, uh, hat-trick to Jermaine Asako. He's absolutely fucking killing it this season. He's having yeah. a great season. Um, Although Dunn couldn't, and and couldn't kick that one last, uh, last week against the Dragons. Yeah, I mean, again, it's a, t- it's a touchline conversion. I mean, by nature, you know, that's why we that's why we give players the opportunity to bring it in under the post if they're good enough, and that's why players chase it to the death to try and prevent players from doing so because yeah. you know, you know, a difficult goal kick comes from outside, and you want to, you know, say, so. Osako is generally you know a, a, fair, a fairly reliable goal kicker, but I don't think you know even Hazimel Masri. You, you know, you'd ha- you might have him kicking a touchline conversion to save your life if 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 it was on the line. But at the same time, if you had any opportunity whatsoever to not have someone kicking a touchline conversion to save your life and you could save your life some other way, you'd fucking take it. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like anyone well, is 100% bulletproof at doing that no, shit. No, not at all. Like, um, no one's automatic. That, that's um, the weirdest game of fucking would you rather ever. <laughs> yeah, would you rather have someone kicking a conversion from the sideline <laughs> to save your life or... Something else. <laughs> uh, I'll take what's in the box. <laughs> oh, well, it's uh, yeah, it's Woodsy to score a try from fucking length of the field. Oh, fuck. Um, so <laughs> did I talk about the? Yeah, I did talk about the. Uh, yeah, convert. There we go. Osako one conversion. O'Sullivan two conversions and a penalty goal to, uh, to Osako as well for the game. And this is this was a, one of the games where um. It would have been a good result for it to go the other way for for my guys, and the Knights just fucking scraped it out. I mean, the Dolphins were far better than we probably spoke about. I think on the on the on the episode previewing yeah. this game. Yep. I think we all thought the Knights would have it fairly. You know, they'd, they the Knights would win. Yep. And um, but look, this was a this was a real back and forth game with the teams just trading shots, and just you know, just you know, they Newcastle take the lead. Dolphins come back and yeah, so and all the way to the all the way to the death. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, like Ponga again. This is like probably two months straight now, where he's 
been the player that the Knights are spending their one point four million or whatever. I mean, this is he's earning he's earning his cash. Yeah, like the last yeah. month and a half, two months for sure. I mean, this is the player that they that they thought that they were paying for, and I mean, finally, I mean, it's taken a couple of years. Yeah, they finally got that. So whether he can keep it up, but I mean, it, it just goes to show that when he does, he can actually you know make that side better because I mean they're fairly uninspiring in the halves, yeah. but when Pong is playing the way that they're they're paying him to play, mm. they can be uninspiring. They can be like if solid is their is their ceiling yep. in the halves, then that's that's okay because it's all because he's going to do enough stuff to to you know make them do stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not on them. Correct. Um, I think you've said everything there is to say on that one. All right. Um, where are we? The uh, Sharkies, 26, shocked the world. Defeating the Rabbitohs, 16. Uh, also in Perth as part of that uh, terrific doubleheader. And... Um, one of our old mates, Ross, was there with uh, the grandkids. It and, fucking uh, was. Looked fucking. It looked great out there, and the sooner we can get it, I mean, how and and the the size of the crowd for that doubleheader as well. I mean, yeah. that looked it looked fucking packed on TV. Um, so honestly, why we why we're letting fuckwits like Greg Florimo talk about dead clubs all the time, and shitholes like the Central Coast? Yeah, I mean. Fast track with haste. The next side out of Perth. Yeah, fucking yeah. do it. Yeah, and if you've got to, and if you've got to move the West Tigers there to do it, then look, There's do not, it. Not much more West. Do it. Call up fucking Anthony Wiggle. Yeah, I'm gonna wake up Jeff. There you go. I'm gonna pack up the big red car and get the fuck over to Perth. <laughs> anyway, the uh, Sharks tries to Hirodi Katoa. Trindle and Talakai. Nico, four conversions from as many attempts and a penalty goal. The Rabbitohs, 16, tries to Johnson, Ilias, and Tass. Latrell, two of three conversions. What are you going to say about this one? Look, I, it was, an, it was uncon, unconvincing. It was an unconvincing game from the, the Sharks after, uh, after you know, what, frankly, shit form over the last... Fuck, I don't even know. How long, is, how long have they been shit for? I want to say I mean, seven or eight rounds, hey, at least. Wow, okay, that long, okay. Because I was, I was, I was, I was definitely, definitely a couple, you know, um, which has seen them, you know, just plunge, just plunge down the ladder and, you know, put themselves in pole position to be one of the sides that, you know, sort of drops out of that, the, you know, out of the top eight. And, like, look, unconvincing or not, this was this was a win against the side that, um, I don't know if there's a loophole or not, the Rabbitohs were, were in... in in the eight, I think in eighth before the game, but by losing, they went out of the eight. So maybe there was that kind of vague, general, <laughs> the, the vague positioning of the rabbits that convinced the sharks they had a chance to win this game and could actually go and do it. Um, but man, the story of this game is more more. The, we keep saying week in week out, like oh the rabbits, you know, Latrell will be back and. They got a couple of weeks to sort of get things going and then taper up and then yep. make their run into final and become that team that we thought they'd be, blah, 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 blah. I am now seriously doubting whether they actually have that whether they actually have that ability. Yeah. No, so am I. I don't know if they can do it. Well, I, I mean the the errors the the errors uh, haven't changed. 
Latrell hasn't made any significant difference to like the, the the quality or the or the or the, the you know or the, or the points that they can score. And and this is that big thing. And just before we get into that though, I just want to point this out and and go back to that Broncos and Cowboys game. Okay. So c- coming into this round, who would you have said was in better form, the Cowboys or the Sharks? Well, Cowboys for sure. Yeah. So both of they, those... They'd won six games before they... Six games in a row, I think, and they or... Yeah, it's, and look, I, and thought, I'll, yeah. I'll put this out there as well. Full full admission that the Broncos have also been traveling a lot better than the Rabbits have. So the Broncos are yeah, yeah, in yeah. better form than the Rabbits, yeah. right? So, yeah. However, both of those teams came up against an opposition that on paper should have beaten them quite easily. Yeah. And both of those teams had an off night. So this is where, like the Rabbits completed under 70% as well. They were at 66. Yep. Their handling was absolutely fucking woeful. Um, again, 11 penalties conceded to four. The Cowboys game was like nine to two. Yeah. The Sharks found a way to take advantage of what they were handed. It wasn't as if yep. South just rolled over and did fuck all. But this is what I'm saying. That that's yeah. Look, there was a point there where the Sharks had the momentum, but they the the Rabbits had scored. They had amassed quite a substantial lead. Yeah, and no, and yeah, and, and the Rabbits just weren't good enough to fucking get it back. Also, talking about the round that we've had with the um, headshots and, and everything, we had um uh, ten minutes in the bin for Burgess, um for a shot on Hazelton. Mm. I want to call him Big Country Hazelton because he looks like a big country. Cunt. I don't know where he's from. He's probably from, he's probably from fucking the beach. I don't know, but he looks like a big country ass mule. Um, and I would love to have him on my side. Don't get me wrong. But um, if you if you can if you can hit a high shot on that fucking guy, then you're trying. Yeah. Because, fuck. I mean, he's he's big. <laughs> you you got to launch to get that guy. Um, and so I, I saw you know sharks fans. Uh, you know, blowing up that it wasn't a, a send-off rather than a sim-bin, given that we've had some send-offs this yeah. week, you know, up prior to this game. Um, look, someone make the super cut. I told you. I guarantee it's, a, it's the hottest new game, the hottest new trivia game. <laughs> <laughs> send-off sim-bin or nothing. <laughs> and in this case, it was sim-bin, and I think Burgess ended up getting about, or he's in line for about three weeks as a result as well. So, yeah. you know... All right, all all well deserved. All well deserved. The Sharks have stayed off, staved off oblivion for another week. Yep. I mean, they do have a tough run home, and they're inconsistent form. I mean, fuck. Yeah, look, Who yeah, knows what's going to happen? Tough run home, but they're they're firmly in the eight, and <laughs> and the only team under them. Well, you know, let, let's look at everyone, everyone at the moment. So currently, they're in sixth, right? Yeah, but they'd be on the same amount of points as. They're on the same amount of points as the Cowboys. Yeah. They've got one point because of a, a golden point um, or a uh, so one point loss with, with the Knights. So the Knights are on 27 points. Yeah. And then behind them, there's the Rabbits, the Eels, Manly, the Roosters, the Titans. Yeah. No one's making a run. Like the Knights are in the best form of that second half of the eight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like the sharks aren't they're not they're not in they're not entrenched they're not entrenched at all. Not at all. Not at all. But I mean, it, they they could they could still very easily drop out. But I tell you, I'm looking forward to these fucking previews because there's some spicy ones. There's some ones oh, that good. fucking matter. I haven't like, I haven't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, where so, are we? Look, fuck fuck the rabbits. 
you know, um, everything we thought was going to happen when these guys came back, like their, their left edge attack is phenomenal. Yeah. I would I would still say that it is on average the best in the competition. When they run those fucking big sweeping left hand plays, and you know what's coming, and teams are just like unable to stop it. They count the numbers. Everyone's there. You know there is zero overlap, and then all of a sudden, there's fucking nine men between the winger and the sideline, and Johnson's going over again. You know, yeah. Latrell was supposed to add another dynamic to their attack and give them points in addition to that, yeah. and he hasn't done that. Yep. Yeah. So. Done. Agree. Cork. Okay, the Eels 26 defeated the Dragons 20. Um, the Eels 26 tries to uh, Miller-Steven, Sean Russell, Junior Barlow, and a double to Bryce Cartwright. Three conversions to Mitch Moses. Dragons, 20 points came from four tries to Rabalawa and uh, two conversions to Zach Lomax. And here's another game that highlights the, uh, the fixed nature of the matches in the round. I mean, the Eels went up early. The way the Dragons came back was damning on the... Um, yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely damning on, on the on the aspirations for the Eels. And it's, and it's why the Eels find themselves where they are on the table at the moment and not entrenched in the eight as, as most people would have expected them to be at this stage of the season at the beginning. Um, <coughs> a great game, four tries. Could have got... I mean, he, he could have got six... Yep. I mean, he came very close to, to getting a couple of other tries. Um, beast mode game. I mean, the, the man has has absolutely lost all, all of his fucking marbles when it comes to defense, but he can still find his way to the try line. But the key part of this game was when the score was, what, 20 points to 10? I think mm. it was. It wasn't a huge amount of time left. Mm. And um, Jacob Little would have scored a try, but for Clint Gutherson uh, tackling him from behind, clearly ripping the ball out when he was tackling him, probably yeah. 10 metres out or something like that. Yep. Um, no action from the referees. And that was the, ultimately the turning point of the game. Yep. Um, there was about 20 minutes left at that time. The Eels clicked into gear, uh, scored some tries very, very slowly. You know, they sort of, they, they snuck one in like um, Sean Russell got one back. He, he sort of snuck one in under under Ravalawa, um and they just kept creeping, creeping, and then once they and by, and by the time they got that that try to level it up, which was one of the best fucking part, like that pass from Ryan Madison to to hit Paolo, and he's and he's uh, regathering, he sort of bobbled it, and the way that he regathered the score, just the line he ran, the pass that that, that Madison threw to him, and then his ability to actually sort of reel it in to score the try, it was it's one of those tries that when he when he got the ball, he was just standing there by himself and just had to sort of yeah. walk over the line because it was it was that it was that fucking good, you know, like it surprised everyone, including the guy who <laughs> received the pass, um, <laughs> but. Um, and then, and, you know, then the Eels well truly rolled on at that point, and they, they got tried at twenty six twenty. But that tried a that tried a little was under the sticks. Yeah, yep. And that that takes it out to twenty six to ten. Like, and then you get Annesley comes out on on Monday and <coughs> said, yeah, that was you know that shouldn't have been yeah 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 <laughs> that was that was stripped out of it blah blah blah, which is yeah cold comfort to. You know, look, the Dragons, they're, they're safe from the spoon. They weren't challenging for the finals. But, I mean, 
Oh, look, you know. I have no problem with the false sense of confidence that this game's given Parramatta. There's, I still, and, I still think they, I still think they're gone. Yeah, they are. I, don't get me wrong, they're, they're still, they're still gone. And I would like to point out the the fucking levels here. So as Penrith sit down and I, the end of this season, saying, well, well, really, who can stop us? It, it's ours to lose, and the only thing we have to do is maintain the hardest thing that there is to do in sport is your own focus and drive and determination when there is fucking no cunt worthy of your your efforts within Kui. Like, it's essentially, you have climbed the fucking mountaintop and then there's an escalator. Jump on the fucking escalator, man. Who wants to walk anymore? But as Penrith are doing that and eyeing off a three-peat, I saw exactly the same energy in celebration as when Parramatta made the grand final last year for this game, winning illegitimately with the help of a referee yep. over a team that's contesting for the fucking wooden spoon. Fucking hell. Look yep. at yourselves and just like, fucking take stock of this the is, sad this, state look, you're in. Look, you, just, you look at how long it's been since they won anything. They are literally a molested fan base. Yeah. They have been they've been molested by their own their own side's history. Yeah. Like they they even had and imagine that. By the uncles of the eighties. Imagine imagine if you were fucking molesterated and then fucking you get to see Dennis Ferguson on T V re- recreating himself being awarded yourself like Parramatta did with Melbourne and they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what broke them. Oh, fucking hell. It's a sad anyway. sad fucking state of affairs, but that that fucking whoever's whoever was in charge of letting Reed Marnie go is yeah. never to work in rugby league again. Yeah. That's and like the, and, and he he would have been he would have been let go without a plan too. Yeah, it wasn't like they were like, okay, he's going, but we've got we've got Hodgson coming in. Yeah, or or an up and comer or a yeah and yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah, fucking joke. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, the Raiders twenty two defeated the West Tigers eighteen uh, in Canberra. The Raiders uh, had a double to Sebastian Chris. Hudson Young and Timokol with tries. Uh, Fogarty, three from four conversions. The Tigers, 18. Tries to Staines, Nofaluma, and Brooksy. Appy, three of three conversions. Another unconvincing game. Another one of these close games that just... Uh, just a slight... Just a slight bounce of the ball once and the result reverses itself. And uh, it gives I... the Tig Pies a, fa- a famous win. I know we talk about, um, you know, because there, there have been seasons past where, where by this stage of the season, teams that can't make the finals only, you know, they ruin other teams. Yeah. Seasons. I can't remember a season when teams that were so firmly um, set on being in the eight or in there already, yeah. losing to fucking spooners like that. Like it's normally sort of, you know, ninth, ninth or tenth. Yeah. Come in well, and, I guess they did. Yeah, else, they but... didn't. They didn't lose. They, you know, they they still got to win. But but again, it's it like you said, a couple of bounces of the ball or a, a conversion or a penalty or. Well, yeah, I mean, is. it's like you know, if like a 
a, fa- a fairly rough game here and the Tigers win. Yeah. Fairly rough game, the, the Eels lose. Yeah. Bounce of the ball, the Knights lose. Like, it's just like there are that many fucking results. Yeah. And the, and those teams, if they, you know, they ended up being on the right end for the team that was, you know, close to or in the finals. But yeah, I mean, the fucking chaos, if they had have gone just to, you know, flip the other way yeah. slightly. Um, but this one, like, this is Brooksy's fucking best game in ages as well. I mean, you can just see the energy, like how unleashed he is. He can see the light at the end of the tunnel. That's what he can fucking see. He is salivating at the prospect of making his first grade debut next year. He also, really is. To reunite with Woodsy. Well, you know, Woodsy will be, you know, maybe on the media. He might say hello, like, you know, give him a little wave on Tuesdays when he's no, on the rounds. That, that, but, uh, that, that was a clause in his contract. What's that? He said he, need, he needs his Woodsy. <laughs> he said I'm like a 14 year old girl in Penrith I need my Woodstock <laughs> but look I mean you know the, the Raiders the Raiders looked you know reasonably you know, reasonably good early um, There was, and then you had that the intercept from White and which um, you know brought it closer you know much closer at, at, uh, at half time than it probably should have been can I um, just interject with something there yeah have Souths been shit since the signing of Whiten? And is and if so, is oh, that a coincidence? Okay. You know, you probably look. It's probably a coincidence. I mean, surely, right? They don't. They don't give. A, they don't give a fuck about Whiten. They're not thinking about Whiten this year. You think it would affect the team that Whiten's at? I'm well. I'm. I'm saying that maybe it's there's some disharmony in the ranks. Yeah, I don't know about that. I haven't heard anything about that. Well, not well, no one has. No one can talk to the media. It's fucking great. We can sit here and speculate all we want. <laughs> yeah, but you know, things still find their way of getting out, though, yeah, right? True. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say about this game. Uh, there was the, the the main sort of talking point or controversy, which is what I was talking about, and have a fairly rough game was um when the Raiders scored the, that first try in the second half when um. When Whiten threw that uh, the the pass to Sebastian Chris, yep, that put him into space, um, clearly forward, and uh, then he just sort of burned it and yeah. sort of you know, went back and in and back in into the middle and you know scored a try, um, yeah, I guess they miss forward passes all the time, but you know some passes are more forward than others. And you expect better, yeah. It, like line, you can kind of line balls. You can kind of just go look. You know, they kind of go both ways, and it, you get some, you miss some. But it's, it's one of those things where, when you think about it, the the rule was fucking never designed for television. It's yeah. l- it's like the fucking Second Amendment and semi-automatic weapons. Yeah, I know people try to fucking get them to go together. Yeah, but yeah. any fucking idiot can see it doesn't work. Yeah, but and unfortunately, like it's. Do you remember there was that comes? I reckon it would have been about three years ago. Oh, no, no, I don't. They, I don't remember three weeks ago. <laughs> okay, no. No, tell me anyway. Maybe you'll jolt something. <laughs> okay, Wally. <laughs> um, there was a company, and they came back, and they said, we, they went to the NRL and essentially said that by using the same gyroscope tech that's in iPhones... Oh, yeah, so you could actually right? plot the, the... you know the. We can tell you exactly where in a space the the ball is and we would we would essentially have a um you know zone that was the field and you can tell us how high you want it and it'd be used for things like you know did the ball break the plane um 
blah, 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 all of all that shit. And we can tell you if balls went forward. And so it's not, did they go forward? But they would be able to measure essentially the, if the ball was Where it passed, left from and where it arrived to. No, 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 no not, not even that. But it could calculate the speed that the ball was traveling at and the momentum that the ball already had yeah. at the time that it was passed. And so plot them to the forward drift that would be allowable. Exactly. And to, to make it, yeah. To say, so, okay, well, did, did, did it maintain momentum uh, expected by being passed in a backwards direction? Yeah. And there's and there's no way that the, that the, NRL, the NRL couldn't, through, like, you know, one off season of testing, yeah. develop, like, like a... a a criteria that was like, you know, a framework yeah. for, for which a pass was acceptable and then, you know, and what the boundary was when and, it became not. And if they were smart, they would have set that up and not fucking told anybody. Yeah. But what it came back as was it apparently under, I don't know, I don't remember if they trialed it in like some Reggie's games or whatever it was and then got this, or whether it was just anecdotal that they said the reason they didn't do it was because they were afraid that so many passes would be forward that players would essentially have to relearn passing techniques from the ground up. Well, yeah, this, this is the, this is the thing. Cause it, like, how, how is it assessed? And when it, when it goes off, does the ball start flashing red or, yeah, or, does, it, or does it trigger a thing like in the headpiece of the touch judge who, yeah. who, who makes the call to the, the referee or it goes to the referee or goes to the bunker because then it would, mm. Because the thing, because when you do have the technology to be so absolute like that, can you imagine how many times hookers are going to get pulled up from oh, that shit? Exactly. Like, it's it's going to happen. Yeah. Twenty five percent of the sets. Yep. Are going to turn over because the hooker throws the ball forward. Yeah. In a manner that's not, you know, that. So look, but you know, I guess, like any rule. I mean, like the crusher rule, when a player backs into a tackle, players know now to sort of, you know, loosen their arms so their head pops free and doesn't get caught and bent, you know, towards their chest. Yep. So, you know, I guess you, you make the adjustments. Yeah, that's it. Look, I mean, I always, I'm always a big believer. Like, people talk about the bunkers and everything. Oh, it takes too much, too, it takes too long and everything. Like, my problem with the bunkers um, is is when they are, are looking for an excuse to disallow something and they, they come up with some bullshit reason against all evidence presented in front of them. But, yeah. I mean, if you can get, if you could tell me that you've developed a scientifically sound method to, de- to determine what a forward pass is every time with 100% accuracy, then you take the fucking chaos for. For the first, you know, couple of weeks until people, you know, yeah, because the, the, you know, they'll, they'll have, they're training with them all the time. Wouldn't take, you know, I mean, these are professionals. I mean, it's like that game. What was that? What was that game that Manly were playing a game? Was it the game against the Sharks? And they were, they were they were running into a ridiculous fucking wind in the first half, and so they had to pass the ball on a different trajectory because they had to almost pass it forward because it was getting blown back. Two meters. Oh, if they're doing like, if they're doing a cutout pass, you know, from like if Daly was passing it like to Saab on the on on the one pass, he would get blown back so far. So so they so they were making adjustments on the fly to the passing so that it actually land in the right fucking place. You know, and it took a little. You know, and it took like you know a little while, but um, it would be the same for this. The players they would they'd be training with them every they'd be training with them every session. They'd soon figure out really quickly. What the fuck it was. The only thing is, I think, in my opinion, you'd probably want to not have them 
doing something that the fan at home can see. Yeah. When it pings forward. Yeah. Because I think there would be a <laughs> early on, I think there would be a um detrimental effect on the quality of football, the quality of the spectacle, and maybe the referees might want to use their discretion and maybe adjudicate it on it if it's a pass, the last pass on a sweeping movement that goes forward and puts a guy into the corner. <coughs> you call those ones back. Mm. But if it's like the hooker or something and it's just like his line ball sort of thing that visually, you know, sort of passes the test a bit, maybe you go look for the first couple of rounds, you're going to let that shit slide a little bit because, you know, it's a lot. But, um, you know. Fuck yeah. Do your socials. Let's go. Let's go. Um, we'll start off with the best of the replies we got on Twitter. Our old mate at Mad Dog underscore no space. He said, do you think the aliens aren't attacking Earth because they are worried about what Reese Walsh will do to their spaceship defenses? Um, Shut up, fucker. I, I can only suggest by that you mean that he surely has some weird fucking kinks. And I would say to you that, no, uh, aliens have developed interstellar kinks that you and I have never dreamed of. And so any weird fucking gross thing that Reese Walsh would do to the exhaust pipe of their spaceship, they've probably already done themselves. Uh, Phil, who is... Uh, and also, but like, but, but, but like you, I mean, you look at rugby league, you look at rugby league players as a collective group, and you look at Reese Walsh as a member of that collective group. You're not telling me that he's the one doing the fucking on any situation. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, if all of the NRL was thrown into prison, end of week one, he'd be the loosest cunt in jail. <laughs> I'm telling you for, I'm telling you for absolute fact. <laughs> it would sound like an oboe every time the cunt sat down. <laughs> I mean, you know, when, when when you get these players that like, yeah, they're not gay, but you know, when, you know, yeah, like plausible deniability that they can well, sleep at night. I I'll mean, Chris Walsh is the guy they turn to, right? That's it. If I if I'm an NRL player in jail, there, I I want to reach around and feel the warming sensation of some eyelashes fluttering in the palm exactly. of my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phil, who is at Rhino Coach, um, obviously the official coach of the Leeds Rhinos. Um, he says, is the annual crackdown late this year? Is it a crackdown if not all the refs got the memo? Yes, we've already been over that. Uh, at Youth Work 13, he said, Ryan Carr is super likable in press conferences. Hope he can kick on as a first grade coach one day. Oh yeah, one day. One day. Um, What's at- he doing? Is he going to be Is he going to be on the staff for um, Flanner or is he... You'd hope so. You'd hope so. Oh, you know, who cares, really? I mean, I don't know the guy. No. I just... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, our mate Hammers, and again, we've been over this one already, but uh, pretty hard to cop a 17th minute sin bin when similar or even worse incidents occur later in the round without the same punishment. The lack of consistency across the league, but specifically towards the Titans the last two months has been a real kick in the dick. Come on now. Oh. Tino fucking knocked cunts out for weeks and weeks and weeks before he got done for it. Yeah. Come on. And we've been Everyone o- gets their we've, breaks. we've been over a couple of other clubs this week that have had the fucking good old Annesley apology the yep. week the week following a loss. Yeah. Yeah. So the world does not revolve around the Gold Coast Titans. Nothing revolves around the Gold Coast Titans. Um, Except the Southeast Queensland ice trade. Look, I tell you. And maybe tattoo industry. Um being fucking blue and yellow and colour is not the only thing you have in common with Parramatta, you fucking never to win anything frauds. <laughs> uh, at 
Simon Griffin JP. He said, it's Panthers competition to lose. Fuck the Broncos, but they are playing good footy. Warriors won a poorly played game. We never used to do that. The NRL's biggest problem, but it doesn't ever stop us watching, is officiating. That's a pretty good roundup. Dean K 88 He said, NRL scripting Eel South as winner takes all in the final round would be best for business. Is it, is it, East, is it East South or Eel South in the final round? I thought, it was, I thought East were playing them in the last round. Oh, who knows? Who fucking knows? Um, that was our Twitter roundup. Let's see. I got the take. I got the take. The the I got the social media take of the week. Go for it. It comes from me. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there that Penrith Panthers are the most boring fucking side in not the history of the game. I think Melbourne had their time when they were the most boring side, but in recent history. Now I want to be clear before people get fucking take things too literally. There's, the undis- there's no disputing the, the the quality of the side. You can be boring and also there's the no there's, there's there's no there's no there's no disputing the success of the side. I'm believing. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. And I'm not saying they've been given anything. All I'm saying is, is that it's so fucking boring. Just roll, 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 try in a corner. Roll, 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 try in a corner. Roll, 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 try in a corner. It's all the fucking is. You go back and you th- I'm talking strictly from an, an entertainment standpoint of like watching like you know great tries and blah 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 there's there's zero i mean you even think back i mean obviously i'm not a panthers fan i you know i i panthers fans see things differently when your team's winning it's fucking it's fucking great and you don't care and that's and, and you know obviously but you can't even think of any spectacular highlight tries that they have scored in this entire fucking reign. You know what the most spectacular highlight try they've scored in this entire period of time is? What's that? Stephen Crichton. Which one? Intercept. Intercept. Grand oh, final. Look, they're just... that's, that's the most spectacular try and most memorable try just off, that they've off the scored top of my in head, three there, years. There was the one where um, fucking Tango like, fucking had 97 tackle busts and palm, palmed off four people against the Dolphins the other week. Talk about individual fucking brilliance. You know, there was Moses Leota fucking storming, well, see, this, uh, yeah. storming there. <laughs> see, so yeah, yeah, so, so you know, these, like that, that the Tango one was, was good. Don't fucking, are you not entertained? Huh? I was, oh, actually, I was entertained by the Tango one, but that's okay, because you need these exceptions and outliers to prove the rule. <laughs> <laughs> And look, I you know, and I I know I, I know what the Panthers fan base are like. I mean, like when the most rational member of a fan base is, is a dad, it's it's a fucking indictment on what else is lying around out there. Look, I I, I get it, and and I don't disagree. And, look, it's, and, and it sucks that there's no one out there under the current laws, under the current rules of the game. Like Melbourne Melbourne Storm had a similar thing when. And no one could do anything about it until Manly figured out how to do something about it, and then you know, then that came into that era. But they, I mean, they still had to score some fucking tries to actually make it happen. At the moment, the team that that forces the Panthers out of it doesn't exist. They, uh, I don't think, not the team, but they do. Like there, there have been teams that have laid the blue, the blueprint. The Broncos have done it to us a couple of times. Um, Parramatta did it. It, it is you, you must, you must get physical with Penrith early yeah but you have to also maintain it for like and, 80 minutes as well uh, i would suggest it's 
2025 and put them under so much fucking pressure, you need to outmanage them. And no one's got a game plan to do that. Mm. That's the difference. Um, that is a fucking... That's not even a, a warm take because I don't disagree with what you're saying. Well, fuck, that went different to where I thought it was going to go um, in my head. <laughs> No, well, yeah, no. again, you, you said at the front, you're not disputing the greatness. You're not disputing Yeah, exactly. Because, the, the, yeah. Because yeah. because the thing is, I mean, like, you know, I had, I had to I had to clarify that, that that stuff straight up because, you know, when it comes to Pen- Penrith fans, you can do something like, you can you, you can put a thing out on Twitter and go, excited next year for 4020s for Manly because you look at the top five 4020s in the competition and Lachlan Croker's got a couple, Daly's got some and Brooksy's got some and like three of the top five are playing for Manly next year yeah I didn't say anything about <laughs> that sentence right? <laughs> but you can say that fucking hell and you will get 20 replies on Twitter it's just a fucking fan base that we're dealing with here yeah you can you go oh congratulations Daly you've on, on 300 games Nathan Cleary got two periods yeah like fucking hell. That you're right. Listen, they they should act. They reach, shouldn't bring Nathan into that at all. They should stick reach, to the fucking three, obvious reasons why Daly's a fucking absolute blight reach, on humanity. Reach uh, reach reach three hundred games without fucking growth hormone challenge, expert level difficulty for you, Nathan. Now, um, games this week. Before we before before we do that, let me just oh, finish no, off. Some news. Oh, sorry. The, the faces. Um, oh, I give, thought you finished faces. No, nope, that was that was our tweet. Twitter people. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, Cathal, he said, I've been really impressed with him in recent weeks. Curious mm. to know what you all think. Is Ponga finally starting to live up to the hype? Now, this is yes. this is why, that was partly why I asked you that question before about Souths and White. Because now that Ponga has seemed to, to be doing exactly what he's there for and being paid to do, the Knights seem more harmonious as a group and they're winning football matches. Oh, and remember, like, you know, O'Brien as well, like, he was going to get sacked and all yeah. this shit. And, you know, and, and they actually have apparently tried to, they, you know, they, they interviewed Desi before the Titans got yeah. it. Like, there's, there have been attempts that, and, and wow, look at this. When the player that you play, pay all your money to does his job, mm. and you've got players that are good enough to, you know, do their, yeah. to do their job to some sort of level, That's look it. at what happens. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think they're going to be, you know, super deep in the finals or anything. But I mean, they were, they were challenging for the spoon at, at one point. Yeah. And the, and if to even make the finals is a is a massive success. Um, Cody asked a question about the the Gutho tackling Little, which has already been over. That yep, that yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Yep. You know, again, doesn't doesn't help it. And look, um, you know, like I like my, you know my feelings about you know the dragons and stuff. I mean, like I'm not I'm not Glenny, but you know. The way they fucking menstruated themselves the week before is about that yeah. manly game. You know, I mean, look, I, I, look, I've got to tell you, cunts, you know, the one, the one hard truth that governs your lives and your entire existence and your happiness and your mental health is that Matthew Ridge was not tackled, motherfuckers, in um, <laughs> on that day in September in 1996. I um, just want to want to go. What's uh, I'm going to channel some fucking real dad here. Scott's come in with a fucking burner of a a comment saying that uh, it's paraphrased from D20, if you know, you know. So I know what D12 is. 
So what's the uh, say? What's what's the what's the thing? So he says rules are just a construct made by the dominant clubs in any given league, and the refs are just a force sent in to uphold the status quo of the ladder, with threats of the ridiculously inconsistent calls under the guise of game management and a judicial process that punishes players who stand up the league's predetermined narratives. Basically, an occupying police force dictating who gets the fabled rubber the green, <laughs> the chocolates after the win and provide content mills for the media that run through the losers and tear them to pieces in sometimes absurdist fashions. Okay. It's Look, a fucking great say, comment, but what's D20? It is great. It, it is great. Look, if I, had to, like, if I had to guess what, and this is not my world, so I don't know, if it, but like the only thing I think of when, I, when like you said D12, and that is, that is one of the things my mind goes to as well. But the other thing is like, like a 20 sided dice, like, you know, in like a role playing, like, is it like, is it like a Dungeons and Dragons thing or like a, some sort of role playing thing? Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like that's what that that's that's all I could imagine. How that relates to it though, like that quote, I don't know. I don't know what the original quote would be, and like it's probably about some fucking orcs or something. I don't know, but he's like again from a certain point of view, he's not fucking wrong. Exactly like you said before, Mel- yeah. Melbourne essentially went well. No, no, no. Here is our interpretation of the rules, mm-hmm. and so by technically being correct, we're going to force you to adjudicate the game this way. Yeah, he's not far from wrong. Yeah. Uh, Jared, his hot take was uh, Parra and the Roosters won't make the eight. Canberra will barely scrape in. Josh. Correct. All of the unhinged refereeing this season aside, is this the most contested comps ever? The fact that a team winning or losing a single game jumps from anywhere between one to six spots on the ladder is a testament to how close it is. I agree and I fucking love it. Like, these these games fucking matter. For every try matters in these games. I agree, and I have to put in. I have to, but I have to put in a, 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 an alternate point um, from a mate of mine, Ryan. He put on Twitter the other day, and I'm glad you said that one there because, like, I just had to go through his timeline to find what he said exactly. Mm. And he he tweeted out on uh, on the fifth, uh, the closeness in quotes of the NRL ladder this season is misleading. The actual quality of the games this year has been well below par in previous seasons. Even the top teams have been objectively poor. There you go. So, so he's, he's he's putting like I mean he's not saying that 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 takes wrong as far as like the closeness, <laughs> but he's saying it's because of poor quality overall. Okay, nice. Uh, Robert, he said the Eels weren't good enough. However, every try bar one being scored over the top of a young winger on debut offers some solace. There you go, uh, John. When you've been when you've been molested by an uncle, fucking, <laughs> you know, 30, 30 odd years ago. Anything gives you solace. A little ride on someone's knee gives you solace, right? Uh, John, John said Raiders, an exceptional team, made the wooden spooners look like contenders in the run home. Whilst we oh, come won, on, I think we moved we moved past that Gronkery, haven't we? Well, he's a Raiders fan, so I think he can. Yeah, I mean, like you know, yeah. people used to say that stuff when you'd read out comments on game threads. So, I mean, I think I feel like we're more we've we've entered a more enlightened age. Oh, look, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. People want to have their comments on their team. I'm happy to give yeah. it to them. Yep. No. Um, uh, here we are. Uh, Richard, I really can't hate this current Broncos team. Do I need help? Yes, you do. What could possibly bring back the hate, seeing as my team is shit and they're not going to make me hate them beating my team in a big game? Um, so who was that? Who said that one? Richard needs reasons to hate the Broncos. Look, I, I look. They're playing an attractive brand of football. I give them that. I mean, There's, you know, as you, much. Let me answer your question very quickly, because you, you see, you're off on this wrong tangent here, actually talking about the team. Okay. The reason to hate the Broncos has actually... Because of the Broncos. Well, no, it's not only that. 
it's not because of the Broncos. And it's never even really been to the Broncos. Across the history of the Broncos, they have had some fucking phenomenal players. Mm-hmm. Like, phenomenal players. Like, like actual fucking hard cunts like Tony Carroll. Mm-hmm. Who, who, and you would take them on your team. Brad Thorne. In a fucking second. Right? Yep. Um, like, amazing halves. When, whenever, Johnny Plath. Whenever they've had hookers there. Shane Perry. Wor- worked their fucking guts off. Like, you know, Mick, Mick DeVere and, and blokes like that. The reason to hate the Broncos is because Broncos fans are in reality what the Big Diesel wants St. George fans to be. (laughs) Right? That's why you hate the Broncos. Because every time something bad happens to them, the ripples of fucking karmic justice that go through to some of the shittest cunts on the face of the planet just gives you faith that the universe seeks equilibrium. There's a million things to hate to, to hate the Broncos for. And like it doesn't just get washed over just because fucking Reese you know flaps his little eyelids at you. Uh, now it's for the same reason that like the Melbourne Storm, I mean like you know Harry Grant, like Pappy, let's say Pappy. Yeah. He seems like an an immensely, enormously likable young fella. Yep. It doesn't change the fact that in 2007, 8, 9, 10, he's cheating cunts. <laughs> Almost like, like toyed with the integrity of the entire fucking competition. You know, they, one little team with the, you know, you know, some you know, little, little youngsters like Ezra Mam or whatever that, you know, play the game with, with some joy and skill. It's not enough to fucking overcome generational country. Yep. It's just not. That's it. Look, if they, you know, in 15 years, if they do, maybe you go, oh, you know, look, you know, those kids aren't so bad. All the thoroughbreds are dead. You know, the world's, you know, rebuilding. But we're not there yet. That day has not come. It may never come. <laughs> Hashtag fuck the Broncos. There you go. One of the news. That's it for the socials. That's it. News. Oh, what is the fucking news though? That's the, that's what I ask you. What is the news? I didn't even look at the news. They're... I can't watch it. Like I couldn't watch those three sixty shows or you know no. previously, but no. now like now I can't even read the headlines generated. There really from... is. There really is no news per se. Like the big the big news in the sport this week was Wally and and his yep. his coming out talking about the the fucking horrid horrid reality of of early onset dementia um, caused by CTE, yep. which like, like chills me to my very fucking spine. And, and knowing a couple of people that work in that industry, the, like the, and this is fucking gross, gross solace anyway, is essentially that the person with it doesn't suffer. The people around them do. Hmm. Uh, but then I also had another person that works in the industry that said, yeah, fucking bullshit. They suffer and it's horrid. And no one deserves to go through that. Um, whew, there you go. So, um, who, oh, who knows pay, what that there's means? A, there's, the, there's, there's the pay and situation where they've offered him $1.1 million a That's season <clears throat> yep. for a three-year a three year extension, which he has um, allegedly rejected. Yes. And uh, Or at least, at the, at the very least, he's, hold, he's holding off from signing... Um, 
allegedly being mentored by Sonny Bill Williams, which <laughs> probably tells you everything you need to know about the, oh, how, how these contract negotiations are going. But I saw something today, and I haven't, I don't have the quote, so I can only just repeat, you know, paraphrase what I heard, was that he is will consider signing with someone who's also going to see about setting you up with a job after the game. Say that again. Like, like he's he wants to he, yeah he wants he wants to sign with someone that's not just you know not just you know for the rugby league contract but someone's going to like you know hook him up with a job post playing career. Oh. To which my to which to which my reply is you got a Isn't three year deal on the table. Isn't that what Robbie Farrow got fucking suspended for? Yeah, if you like promise. Yeah, I think he's and that was like Pasco got suspended for that, didn't he? Yeah, like yeah. Um, that was like for you know something about promising promising him a job after I don't, was that like a was that as a carrot for early retirement or something or well it, it was it was, was. A, essentially un, undeclared benefits or however they phrased it yeah. in negotiating a, a contract yeah I think the more I mean whatever the legality of of, of that may be that bro you're twenty three years old end of three years you're twenty six. You're still not in your fucking, you know, generally accepted prime for a fucking front row at that age. Yeah. You don't have three years and a job after the game to worry about. You've got another fucking 10 years, you know, injuries willing. Yep. And then worry about, you know, worry about the game. The good job after the game. So. Or, or is that more of a comment that he doesn't, he doesn't see that pathway at Brisbane? Yeah, no, um, probably. I still think at twenty three, and you get you know offered the the biggest contract in Brisbane Broncos history. You like you said, you look you look back through Brisbane Broncos history. Yep. And I mean, obviously, a lot of these you know a lot of these wages would probably be higher if you adjusted them for you know current day you know inflation and everything. Yep. But still, <laughs> numerically speaking, I mean, you're getting a contract that exceeds Wally Lewis. Darren Lockyer, <laughs> like, you know, immortal yeah. level fucking players. Yeah. Like, mate, you're doing all right. Yeah, that's it. You, you, dare I say, you're doing financially as well as a front rower can do, and you're close to mum. <laughs> she can't move with you. Yeah. For reasons. Yeah, right. that's it. Hey. So I, I just think that, I, you know, I, yeah, Sonny Bill's great in the way that he sort of obviously preaches a brand of like, you know, player empowerment and, you know, get what you can and short career, get the money while you can. Like, I get it. Yep. But I just feel like that, you know, sometimes with the the way, you know, whether it's coming from him, but I mean, you look at the way, that, that, you know, you look at that situation when he just took off from the dogs. I mean, I was going to say, there is are that, ways to negotiate things and ways not to negotiate Is that a, a little bit of the fucking, the Sonny Bill thing? you know, thinking he's fucking far too clever or a lot more clever than he is, where he's like, look, you've got 1.1 here. Let's see if there's more money out there, but you can't say that. So yeah. you have to say something not money-related so people don't think you're a fuckhead. So just say you're looking for somewhere with a pathway to a career after footy. Just say that. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um. Back to brain uh, geniuses. Oh Jesus, fuck Christ! Um, tell me, what are your thoughts on your new recruitment manager? 
Well, it hasn't happened yet. Um, okay, so if everyone's reporting it as if it's done, let, let's say it's yeah. happened. So yeah, for, for, look, those, for those that don't know, um, the Warren McDonald, who was the recruitment manager at the Tigers and mm-hmm. and was there um, as a long-time associate, uh, confident and potentially lover of Tim Sheens, um, was unceremoniously fucked out by the club and their uh, internal bitter feud that's played out in the media between the, <laughs> the two camps um, has taken the job of the guy that replaced him at Manly as their recruitment manager. Yeah, I don't think I think he I think he's going to actually we've already got a recruitment manager so I think he's going to go in more as like a, a pathways kind of guy. Okay. But um and which which I have I have no problem with. I mean, he's the guy that brought Jareen Buller to the Tigers. He's the guy that discovered Mitch Moses, Tedesco, Benji. Yep. That's how long he's been. I mean, like so if if he's and if he wants to identify players from Campbelltown and bring them over, then fucking great. Beautiful. Um, honestly, it, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a nothing burger. Um, I don't I don't know much about the guy or anything, but I do know that the that I mean, yeah, maybe he was the guy that discovered Woodsy as well because I know he did he discovered the the, the rest of the big three. So um, look, and if he delivers us a fucking Tedesco or a Buller or a fucking Mitchell Moses or something <laughs> over the next couple of years when we need to replace the fucking halfback, you yeah, know, when Dale retires, yeah. fuck, great. Go yep. for it. Bring us those fucking Australian schoolboys players from fucking Campbelltown. Fuck yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, because obviously, yeah, he had to make way for... Well, and I heard that when he went, the Tigers actually kind of nulled off some contracts that he'd, that he'd signed for um, a couple of players that played for the Australian schoolboys side from out the Campbelltown way. So, um, because, yeah. you know, Fulton had to clear out spots for the Tartak bus. Um now that so, that's a, a segue into the next news article. Um, the the reporting on Manly at the moment is so there's a five million dollar salary cap squeeze. Yeah. You're uh you you what you're doing now is you're reporting on NRL three sixty. <laughs> no, well I'm just I'm just saying that the um yeah. this again this is the the Schuster issue. Yeah, I mean, Schuster's not getting five million dollars. He's not, but he's on eight hundred k. Yeah, next year. Also, uh, next year, not not at all this year. Yeah, this, this is all all. Next so there's year. actually so there's actually a real article with quotes that follows this up. Yep. Um, where they say there's whispers. So there's fucking there's there's whispers that there's an impending cull on the northern beaches. There's no whispers. There's James mm-hmm. Hooper. Saying shit on NRL 360 and Michael Carrianis and fucking and whoever else is on that fucking show. Well, the yeah, the, what they've got is the the big name players taking up more than five million is DCE on one point two. That's wrong. So what's he on? Next year he's on half of that. So he's taking a pay cut next year. The next two years. We we've been through this. I've, 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 how, I've told so you, how I've told... how does that get past the NRL then for a player that's on over a million bucks now? To all of a sudden be on half of that, I don't know. He's uh, he's taken a, a team friendly uh, snip because he wants to win and he know and he wants to you know to get more players in there. And I mean, how do we get fucking Luke Brooks on fucking fifty percent? Well, the Tigers would be carrying some freight. No, they're not. His contract's up at the end of the year with the Tigers. 
Oh, that's right. He was trying to renew then, wouldn't he? And he was getting one. Yeah, he's getting one point one five, and we're getting him for six fifty. I I would suggest that it's not that hard to say that that's his current value. Yeah. Well. However, DCE to take a fifty percent pay cut. No one's suggesting. Yeah, it's, not, it's probably not fifty percent, but I mean, except, it's like, yeah, except it's me, not, yeah. that he's overpaid, um, <laughs> which I'll fucking do till the day I die. But so, well, anyway, you got DC on one point two, Tommy on one point one five, Jakey on nine fifty, Hamoli on six hundred k, and Brooks coming in on six sixty. Yeah, and they say like, and, and they're acting. They're, they're saying in that article like they're acting like that six hundred isn't like the extremely average fucking salary of, of a of a top NRL player, if not under in this day and age, you know. Um, but they also say, they're saying that, like, we have to cut all these players because we bring in, like, Luke Brooks and, you know, Jackson Polo and stuff like that. But... So, yeah, you've got as, nine, as a response, nine yeah, as players a response, off contract. Got, so, as a response, you've got, yeah, you've got the staff writers or fucking, you know, the NRL 360 panel, the fucking dickheads, just making up figures out of their out of their asses. So then Mestrov, the actual boss of Manly, just come out and said, and with quotes and everything like yep. that, saying, we we sent the Fainus to the Tigers. That saved seven hundred grand. Daily, he mentions Daly's new deal is less than his uh, than his current deal. Um, we're under the salary cap for next year. Um, there's some couple of clubs struggling with roster management. We're not one of them. There's lots of rumors. He said he said we're tight for roster spots next year. So yep. meaning like you know top thirty or whatever. Yep. But it's not money. It's just like. 30 you know 30 slots um she so said no player's been told to leave you know that they need to leave the club um they've they freed up a ton of money from the fainu so they've used that money to upgrade you know guys like um Kohler and um Paseca, upgrade and extending Hamoli. uh they're using the money to bring in brooks they don't have to move anyone anyone on for the cap and he says it's like we're sick of hearing about players being squeezed out and that we have cap tra- cap troubles that's not true i want to set the record straight i mean there's a couple of players that are off contract, and so if they go, it's not like they've been told to go. They're just not renewed. Yeah, Guys like it. Aaron Woods and Morgan Harper and Morgan Boyle. Yep. Um, and in Matt, and not only that, the business around what they're going to do with Matt Lodge, allegedly, is fucking great because I mean he's he did his ACL, you know, yeah. in that Roosters game, so he's going to be out for half of the season next year. And so there was initially reports from people going, "Oh, they're going to sign him to a fucking." you know, two year deal or something. Yep. And you know, when the guy's out for nearly a year, I mean it's fucking ridiculous. But he's but even then Mestrov said, look, we want to do what's in the best interest of him and the club. He's shown enough to indicate he'd be a good addition to the squad. So they're looking at they're going to put him on as a train and trial next year or a development squad contract next year. And then if the the deadline to bring players into the top thirty and you know is August the seventh or whatever like it is this year. Yep. Then he'll be back from the ACL by then you can bring him in and go from there. And so you paid him fucking train and trial or dev money, which is fucking excellent business. Which is. And, so, and that, that's the way to do it as well. That's smart business because then yeah, yeah. you're essentially saying, well, yeah, he's fucking busted. So that that's why he's on a train and trial. They're not answering those questions that they've got now about, well, hang on, he's, he was on 600K, $1,000 below below value. Yeah. Yeah. Like the end of the day, like three, yeah. They got math. They massively got three thousand dollars worth of value out of him oh. in the two in the two and a bit games. That's it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so now was there something else? Uh, oh, look, in, again, in, ter- in terms of news, again they're saying the RLPA thing might be um, might be signed as soon as tomorrow. Nice. So uh, Abdo, Clint Newton, Volandis all got into a room. 
And yep. uh, apparently Volandi says he's uh, hopeful that if it continues this way by kickoff tomorrow, we might have a resolution. There you go. So there you go. So they'll, they'll put an end to that shit. Yep. And uh, everyone will be happy. Here's the interesting thing. Um, I saw an article. It turns out that the NRL actually funds the RLPA to a large extent. In what way? I thought it'd be like anything, and they'd be, you know, players would play Jews well, or something. They yeah. do, um, but there was an article on, uh, it was eight days ago, in uh, the Herald. And the first couple of lines is, the NRL is privately weighing up whether it will stop funding the Rugby League Players Association. The, R- the RLPA receives $3 million from the NRL each year to run its operation with $15 million set aside for the next five years under the proposed collective bargaining agreement. NRL players do not pay fees to be part of the association okay. as, it is, as it is not officially a union. Hmm. Honestly, it's, I mean, they, they should be so, lucky that they exist because, like, it's... it's <laughs> I mean, when you're negotiating against yourself... <laughs> <laughs> for the financial future of your business. Now, this, this is the thing, and this is the base of my fucking issue with this circus, is that it has just been so fucking clear that old mate Newton's in there, not really, oh, you know, players, players, players. Well, no, he's there for his fucking job. <laughs> because he needs oh, to but make I mean, sure like that even he's if, there. Even if, yeah, but even if players, even if players pay their, their pay dues, they'll all pay. I mean, he's still, it won't. He's still it won't getting, hurt. Yeah, but he's still getting he's still getting paid to do that job. Like where the money's coming from? Yeah, exactly. Know, yeah, exactly. So, um, and and it's it's not like it would be a a great thing. So, like, what what have we got now? Seventeen teams times thirty players. Um, that's five hundred and ten. That would work out. It's six grand a year per player, right? To get to give it the same level of funding, yeah, that it gets now, yeah. So that that's... you just push you just push and pull that you know like you know the sort of you know sliding scale or whatever based on player income or something. You can't exactly. Really where, yeah. Yeah. You'd you'd give a um like a low a low income discount and a you know yeah. a, a veteran fucking yeah. premium whatever the fuck you call yeah. it. Um, and and there you go. So, yeah. Um, but I I thought that was interesting. And pro- oh. look, I don't know. May- maybe it's because I spent far too much time in those big fucking corporate ones. Yeah. Um. But that would have been the first thing I put on the chopping block. That I would have said to the players, "I'll give you everything you want, but I'm not funding that cunt anymore." <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? I'll give you all rises. You know, <laughs> I'll give you a fucking expense account for your mums, even you fucking Payne and Nico. <laughs> um, give but... you a fucking lifetime supply of cigarettes, fucking whatever, whatever currency. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign off on the script for fucking the Aussie version of Orange is the New Black, starring Nico and Payne's mums. Um. <laughs> Yeah, fucking good riddance. Let's put all this shit behind us and get on with it. Yep, so hopefully all done by the time you listen to this show. Beautiful. 
Games. Okay, Cowboys are the bye. Thursday night, Mighty Manly Steve's Eagles takes on the Penrith Panthers at Brookvale Oval. Um, obviously, Matt Lodge is out. Kepi comes in for him. Uh, the Panthers side. Uh, Big outs Indy for Smith. the Panthers. Well, full strength Panthers. I mean, you know, I'm just looking over their team list and I can't see anyone there that shouldn't be there. Um, Conga continues his excellent season as the first choice 5 8 in the side. Um, so, yeah, down on troops. The Mighty Manly Seeds Eagles. They're digging deep. It's all on the line. It's probably not season on the line time yet, but if they could jag this one, geez, it would fucking help them out. Um, if, if, and you, obviously, if you can, it makes up for dropping last week. Yeah. And obviously, and if, and if they do, it's probably the biggest upset in the fucking history of the, of the game, oh. given the fact that Panthers' Panthers strength and, uh, and advantage in this game runs through the forward pack, and we're missing literally... The four top props from the fucking power rankings in the side, and let's look, face it, uh, and, and and look, let's be real. Only two of them were any good anyway. Can we, can, so. I, was, I was just about to say, <laughs> let's put some perspective in that. Ashley Klein is top four in the power rankings and current referees. So, you know, yeah. So yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like uh, now, Jared Sutton's a referee, which is fucking uh, uh, horrible for us. Oh, I don't know. Um. I don't know. Like he hates Penrith. Fucking hates us. Yeah, he fucking hates us too, though. So let's go. Let's Any, anything, anything, anything with a fucking Sutton on it hates us. I don't, <laughs> know, I don't know. I don't know what we did to those cunts, but let me tell you, anything with a Sutton on it, you Chris, fucking any of them. Um, I think Chris is our. Oh no, he's, he's our second worst one. Klein's our worst one. But uh, look, thank fuck it's not Ashley Klein. Um, look, it's it's really if if they if they win, it's just because they fucking jag, they they jag it just with like they force Penrith into playing poorly, and Penrith has a down game and they capitalize on that sort of shit. The one change that I like about the side, I mean, everything in this side is is forced through injury pretty much in terms of personnel. But the one thing that I do like the idea of is starting um, Ben Trevojevic instead of Tuolangi, not only for his defense. I mean, Travoyevich, he's, he's an 80-minute player to start with. Uh, so Tuolangi, when he comes on, he can just be pure impact. Um, but also, the game against the Roosters a month ago, Manly won that game because Schuster threw a fucking no-look pass to a player who he's thrown no-look passes to since our running around as little little fellas yeah, on a line it. that he has always run since the time, you know, since our walking. So... If, if for no other reason, if Burbo can actually just trigger some sort of core fucking memories and comfort level for fucking Schuster to remind him of who he is and to, you know, and if that somehow like acts as some sort of like a, a talisman to make him play better. And I, you know what? Not even play better. Just fucking play. Play the, just, just fucking play, cunt. That's all you got to do. Just fucking play. Because yeah. you, you're naturally a brilliant player. When you play, you just make shit happen, like what happened in the second half of that game against the Roosters. I mean, it just fucking happens. You, but you just you've got to you've got to fucking play. Let's just do it, like fucking do it, I, and then you know take some of the fucking pressure off. Um, and like the the way he drifts across to the right hand side, you know, outside of Daly in some places, it's fucking great. Do all of that. It's it's fucking great. But just do, do don't fucking go through a half of football without fucking running. Your like, your God. opportunity. Your opportunity is youth and inexperience in the middle, and by that I mean Mitch Kenny being out puts um, Luke Summerton in, who had, you know has has been impressive in in New South Wales Cup. But why is he starting over fucking Luke? Sorry, 
Why is he starting over Luke? I, look, I don't know. I don't know whether Sonny's out of favour. Um, I, I feel I like he might be a bit because I mean, you know, you don't you don't double down on Mitch Kenny FC. <laughs> I, I, if you like the other guy, I, I think what they've I think what they've doubled down on is um, reliability. And, and saying that, you know, ex- exactly like you said, well, our offense is roll, 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 spread the ball. Yep. So we we would much prefer to have predictability that is, uh, you know, admittedly a little bit more boring than Appy in the middle. Yep. Rather than Sonny, who can create that spark at a dummy half, however, doesn't shore it up exactly like Mitch does and has the odd area in him. And does you know maybe come in and out, in and out of games a little bit, but it, it could also be that it's it's close to the end of the season and they're just weighing up options next year. But this is a young guy; he's in a physical position, and there's if if Manly are smart, they run at him all night and make him fucking work. It's fucking crazy with the with the Kenny thing because they who else did they the, who, the, the other the other one was yeah I guess it was a little while. I thought it was someone else in the forwards, but um, it went like, the line went from probably 19.5 to like 14. Yeah. Like instantly. Yep. And the, and the fucking, and, and like the, the price went down, you know, from like 950 to like six bucks. Like, so look, everyone, you know, everyone smells the fucking, everyone smells the fucking ambush. I mean. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I mean, who, who am I to go against, you know, the, the, the brilliant minds. Of, uh, of fucking sports betting operations and and artificial intelligence itself. I was, yeah, I was going to say Se- seagulls, seagulls by ten. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you see the thing today that Sam put in the Facebook group saying that they oh, they've, they've been using that. AI for years, using, using AI for years to write. I can't, there was a number attached, like was it three thousand or three hundred or can, like some 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 enormous amount of articles written by AI. Can I tell you? <laughs> The funniest bit about that article was all of these fucking dumb cunt journalists who think that people care about them. Yeah, no. <laughs> like this is Sorry, this will be this will be that fucking gorgeous reality that they're not actually the fucking celebrities. Yep. The football players are what keeps the people reading your stories. The football players is what keeps the people tuning into your TV show. And it just so happens that you're fucking thinking, yeah, you're talking about them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, the, the fucking downfall of mainstream media tickles the fucking cockles of my heart. Fuck <laughs> all y'all. Moving on to the Sharks taking on the Titans at uh, Reclaim Australia Stadium. Uh, Hiroti's out, Hazleton's out, you know, due to the HIA from the Thomas Burgess hit. Uh, Titans, um, Moe's out, obviously. Uh, Verils and uh, Isaac Fasul Malawi also out. So Joloff, Tino and Cruz Leeming come in. This one. Sharks heavy favourites deserve to be so. It's kind of weird, I mean, because it was just a flash. Like I don't, I don't feel like the sharks have fixed. They haven't fixed their problems. Like they, they need to keep, you know, doing what they're doing. Yeah. To yeah, get out of danger zone. I think that they're gonna, you know. Last week was a satellite. It was a good. It was a, in name value at least alone. I mean, it was a good opponent to get the win over. Yep. And I mean, it bring a lot of confidence to the side. I think. Um, show them the way forward. 
I don't think they'll have any problems with the Titans, if I'm being honest. No, that's it. The Broncos take on the Eels at the Gabba. Jesse Arthur's out, Jockey Madden out, Corey Jensen and Wilson also out. Uh, so in comes Mariner, Reynolds, Ricky, and Kobe Hetherington. The Eels side, what have we got here? So uh, Miller Stevens out, uh, Makatoa's out, uh, Dejan Arce comes in, and Brendan Hands to the bench. Um, this one. Broncos by fucking plenty. Yeah. This is it for the Eels. This is end end of the line. Yep. Lose this one. Well, look, yeah, it's not end, not not quite the end of the line, but this is the one that that probably puts them out of their finals misery. Yeah. Um, not if not mathematically, at least you know, emotionally and spiritually. Wait, I've I've got them finishing ninth on my ladder predictor. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the caveat, here's the caveat that uh, the team above them that scrapes scrapes into the eight is the Raiders. Right. On one more win than the Eels. However, with a terrible for and against. Yeah. So one one that. one different result either way and the and the Eels scrape into eighth with a, yeah. a better for and against. It's become abundantly clear though that, that five, six, seven, eight this year, no matter who they are, is fucking cannon fodder. Yeah. And they get to smash each other up in the first week of the finals. Yep. But I don't see anybody out of the potentials, and that includes my side, that has the fucking ability to make a run if they get there anyway. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, on this one we we agreed Broncos by plenty. Yeah. By plenty. Yeah. I mean the Broncos are, are you know much a much strengthened side. They get in Reynolds in there as, as well. I wouldn't have given the Eels a chance even if Reynolds was out, just based on the form that the Broncos displayed last week and just the general composure they had without him yeah but um jockey man i mean they make, they're doing a fucking great job of recycling west tigers cast offs i mean you have broncos broncos turning guys like you know billy and and you know and jock madden into into these world beaters imagine what happens when we've actually got their best player next year manly and brooksy i mean the fucking levels of unleashing uh, we, 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 we've never seen this level of unleashing man, I, yeah that, and that's what that's what the good sides do like yeah everyone's spoken about bellamy taking you know plotters and turning yep. them into above average contributors yep you know that's solid first that's, grade players yeah. that's not all the coach a, a lot of that's also to do with the environment they're in the teammates they've got mm. the energy on the field how they train yeah you know and the Broncos but I mean that that, that generally that. all comes down from the you know yeah, it, it, it does but but there are other people yeah. involved in it yeah 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 okay rabbits take on the dragons uh, this one's happening in uh, Cairns mm. Munro, Thomas Burgess obviously out. Uh, Cheekham's out. Uh, Tane Milne, Shaq Mitchell, and Jacob Host come in. The Dragons side lose Jack Bird, Zach Lomax, and murderous Frank Molo. They bring in Suli, Max Finai, and uh, Toby Couchman. Big game for the Rabbits. I made the mistake of looking at the betting, and they are by far, well, not by far, but they are significantly the biggest, most favoured side of the week. Yeah, ahead of Penrith and then and the Warriors. You got to you got to remember though; those odds are not necessarily mm-hmm. given on how likely it is that a team will win the game. They are given on you know that, as well as a heavy fucking weighting to they understand who bets on what teams under what circumstances, mm-hmm. and and across multiple different games and rounds and sports and all of this shit. All of these algorithms fit together to make sure that that gambling company doesn't lose money. 
Correct. So don't don't look at the fucking odds. And I don't think they're going to lose money no. by paying out on the Dragons at seven dollars. <laughs> <like fucking tell you. laughs> they're going to be paying out fucking uh, barely ba- barely better than bank interest, dollar <laughs> ten for the Rabbitohs <laughs> to anyone who bets on the Rabbitohs. <laughs> and now it's going to any any dumb cunt who puts money on the Dragons, they're just going to take that money, <laughs> stick that straight in the pocket. There you go. <laughs> I, I honestly like the the, the dragon. The dragons have the, the, this weird sort of baseline to them that belies their position on the ladder. I mean, the last couple of weeks. I mean, you just, you look at the yeah. the records and you see you see like you know losses and you know, but the the story of those losses. I mean, like that manly game. Like you know, it was fucking. It was a tight game, and they had so many fucking completed sets in a row at the start of, in the first half of that game yep. to put themselves in a position to be competitive in that game. I mean, they should have won last week against a much more heavily favoured side in the Eels, but they hadn't been fucked by the referee. Yep. Um, the Rabbitohs aren't, aren't... They're just not at their best. But this is one of those games where, look, if you're going to fucking... If you're going to go, you've got to, you've got to start. They've got to start now. Because they are, they are one of the teams. They're in danger of dropping out of the yep. eight. Lose this game, they could be out of the eight. Well, they will be out of the eight probably this uh, at the end of the round. So... Because that's the thing about the Rabbitohs as well. They're for and against. You know, Canberra being the real outlier there with the real with the heavy negative differential. Yep. But, you you know, you can, you know, the, like the Eels and the Rabbits uh, and the Storms even, like, the, and the Sharks, like, they're for and against. They're all almost the same thing. Yes. You know, so, so it, and it can really change from game to game for yeah. these guys. This is what I'm saying. Every win matters. Every try, mm. fucking every conversion every matters. Every margin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, the, uh, the Tigers take on the Warriors. Uh, they're playing in Waikato this time. The uh, West Tigers, they are without Charlie Staines, Justin Matamua, and Itasi James. In comes Kapoa, Stefano, and Bloor. The Warriors side, Nickel Cook start out. And uh, Tuapiki has uh, coming in, and he's going straight into fullback. Yep. So, look, you can't go past the Warriors. Even scratchy, they've developed this basic, just the patience and the and the improved defense that they've shown this year. That shit as like a baseline, yeah, has given them the confidence and just the general stability, like emotional stability through the course of games when things get hard. That it's unleashed their creative guys to do their thing. Yeah. Like without fear, it's like and which is why we. It's like the Sorry, the the Warriors this season. It's like they maintain a readiness. Yeah. In that they'll be they'll be there or thereabouts in a game. Momentum shifts and all of that. Yep, yep, yep. That's fine. But then when an opportunity is presented, they're ready to take advantage of it. Yep. It's not those Warriors teams that old that'll you know fumble opportunities or or waste field position gifted to them. They they're ready. When, when it yep. drops. Uh, I, don't, I don't see them losing this game. No, neither. And this one, if they win this one, it pretty much books them a uh, top four spot yeah, guaranteed. I mean, they're not going to be able to run down the top two, two sides, but um, but look, yeah, they're, they're going to they're yeah. cement themselves in the top four. Again, though. like the the, the, ladder, the ladder predictor shows, they end up two points behind. So Pen, Penrith and, and Brisbane end up on the same points. Mm-hmm. Penrith with almost double the for and against of Brisbane. 
Yeah, right. Because they are fucking legit pretenders with the softest draw in the history of the sport. Um, and the Warriors end up one game back. So so that that means Penrith and Brisbane both lose a game. Um, in the last in the last couple I, of rounds. I don't know. Have, oh, did I did I give one to Manly just to see? Yeah, I did. Sorry, we're gonna beat you. Um, oh, unlucky Penrith. So, so yeah, you don't you don't need it. If uh, look, if Man, if Man, if Manly win, Penrith win it on four and against. Um, yeah, I don't think you'll double Brisbane in four and against, but I mean you got enough of a lead. Well, at, at the, cut, they're, at they're the moment, really fucking fuck teams up. You got about hundred on them at the moment, but they're know, they're one eighty. We're three hundred and one. Yeah, what I've got here says that you're two seven seven, and they're one. Oh, hang on. Yeah, sorry, I'm I'm ladder predicting. We've got an extra twelve points every yeah. game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, where are we, Warriors? Okay, so Roosters versus Dolphins. This one's at Allianz Stadium. Uh, Nathan Brown is out, and we get the return of fucking Big Puppy. Oh. Fucking, fucking punch your rings in. Fucking finger your asses. <laughs> Everyone fucking put a brown finger in the sky. And welcome back. After like, who, we'd never thought he'd come back is that into first two grade again. Years. It's been a long time since he was like. Yeah, sort of signed, brought Ooh. in by the Roosters, and never fucking yeah, like with no with no intention of ever sort of bringing him into first grade, and no one ever thought they'd see him again. But I want everyone in the first minute of the game <laughs> to finger their assholes <laughs> and just raise a brown finger to the sky out of respect to the man. Fuck throw man. some fucking throw some shadow punches. Be careful not to punch yourself in the face because you got that finger that you just had up your asshole. Obviously, anyway. that stink part of yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wipe, uh, wipe it on. Wipe it on the person in front of you, and uh... you've, you've turned into Sean Evans from Hot Ones here. Oh, just be careful around the eyes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, so uh, the Dolphin side, Herman SASA's out. Ray Stone comes in. Um, the hammer goes to centre, and they move Cody Nickarima to fullback. Cody Nicarima loves loves where he is, obviously, and he loves Wayne. And he was asked about what he thinks his best position is, and he said, "Uh, my best position is wherever Wayne puts me." So, Jesus Christ, correct. There you go. Correct answer, Cody. Correct. Now look, the Roosters need to win this. I mean, they should win this. They can't make the eight. They can if they win all their games. But they've got to win all their games, and there's one versus, versus Souths in there as well. In I think in the last round, there's Souths, there's Parramatta, the South, yeah, so t- Parramatta, and um, where the fuck are they? So I can't even see them there. So oh, then the Tigers, so they'll win that, and then they've got Souths last round. So Can he, I say as an aside, I love it how after the events of last year, how the NRL go, fuck yeah, let's have East and South in the last week again. Because you remember last time, it was those games that was like fucking it was brutal simbins, fucking like, cunt, they, they ruined each other's season. Yeah, 100%. Based on, <laughs> based on that 100%. last round game. But, um, but even, even if they beat the Rabbits, and yeah. they will beat the Tigers... Uh, yeah, and in this game, uh, if they win every game, if, they'll finish if they 30, beat, 32 points, which right. should be enough. If they beat Para as well, yeah, they finish in seventh. Yeah. Like 32 points is enough if they can get that many. Yeah. 
So you're right. It, it is possible, but ugh. yeah, it's, it's possible. But they're playing they're Can't playing they? teams that are, are vying for the same position. Yeah, so, that's it. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's again, tough. every fucking game matters. Every try yep. matters. Yep, this is yep. fucking great. That's it. But back to this game. I mean, like it's, it's, the Dolphins. It's it's become really easy to write them off over the last couple of weeks, and then they come out and they nearly fucking jag the win. I guess the team should beat them. And on that, I mean, you're telling note, me the Roosters are playing better than fucking Knights at the moment? No fucking way. And at, on the same note, I don't think I've seen two stellar back-to-back performances from the Roosters all season. Yeah, they've had those games occasionally where they come in, and and I've seen them put more than one fucking stinker together. Mm-hmm. But they they put these performances on. They're like, oh, okay, there it is. They fucking figured it out. They've had a motivational speaker this week. They've come in and told them how to fucking, you know, assume the win. And they've gone out there and done it. And then the next week they play like ass again. Yep. So oh, I, they got their they got their they got their buddy fucking uh, Ashley M F Klein in the in the bunker. Oh, there you so, go. So anything anything that gets anything that gets set up is going down is coming back down roosters. Um, but um, then they got Todd Todd Smith the torso as the fucking on field referee. The, the only the only thing here is, is, and I'm not sure it's because being at home for the roosters is any sort of advantage because we all know they have zero fans. However. It does. Do you know, take... did, you, did you know that it, in the in the in the report that came out I saw today, they have like the second highest average crowd. Who's that? Roosters. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, yeah, because all their fucking corporate sponsors give tickets away. Oh, and it's because the other teams that they play have the fans. It's not the yeah. fucking Roosters fans turning up. I mean, so... look, we can fucking take a take a statistic and fucking twist it, turn, flip flip it, and reverse it. <laughs> 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 it's it's too late to try and fucking. Make oh no! Up, I was wondering if you're gonna make do up it. some fucking. I was, I, was gonna, I was gonna see if you're gonna do the backwards bit. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh fuck! Um, okay, let's just move on. The roosters are gonna, the roosters are gonna lose that one. Fuck them. Fins up. Let's go. Jam rolls. Um, the storms that take on the raiders in the Korean housewife in Melbourne. George Jennings, Jonah Pezzett, Tyron Wishart out. Xavier Coates, Jerome Hughes, and Bronson Garlic in. The Raiders side, Sebastian Chris is out. Ethan Strange comes in. And again, this is time for the Storm to show out. Yeah. What are they fucking doing? This is one of those games that puts, um, you know, Canberra lose, puts them on the precipice yep. of being one of those teams that could slide out the back. Yep. Gives them something to get frightened about because they got the shit for and against. Look, I don't think Canberra are good enough to be where they are. I don't think the Storm are as bad as they were last week, and I do think, and like you said, I mean, they look they look rudderless, and obviously Jerome Hughes was was out of the side, which is in two thousand twenty three a big out. Yeah, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Is it? I, what I, the fuck is going on with Justin Ollum? Yeah, he got re signed to a decent contract. I think circa. 600 grand a year for three years and he's fucking up in the sunny coast like he's not injured he's dropped yeah so let me tell you if the storms if the storms want to take like fucking half freight 40 50 percent of that freight i'll slide that cut in and fucking manly any day yeah any Uh, day who fucking knows like yeah yeah, is is Bellamy now hands off and whatever are they? Oh fuck, I don't know. 
And look, a storm a, a storm fan can probably tell us, you know, that like they 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 watch their team, you know, more, yeah, you know, with with more interest on every single player. With and a critical eye, That's like it. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, like you know, maybe he's been absolutely dog shit. I don't know, but I mean, I, you know, not that I've like not so overtly that I've noticed. But um, I, it you yeah. it always struck me that the the beauty of Bellamy was that he knew exactly what he had in each and every one of his players. And he wouldn't ever ask them to do anything they weren't capable of. Yeah. So that leads me to believe that there have to have been some instances where there have been expectations set for him, and he hasn't met them at an individual level. Yeah, but I mean, like you think like that alone, it's like he has to have fallen way short. And then all it would take after that is the attitude not being what was expected yeah. in terms of bringing that right. Yep. And that's a really easy, well, but this is now the consequence of that. Yep. I expect the Storm to bounce back hard in this game. Fuck yeah. Just, it's like the old, you know, like the, you know, the parent. Yep. You know, the, dad, the dad smacks the kid, the kid goes, kicks the dog. In this occasion, the Raiders the dog. <laughs> Weak gutted dogs too. Yeah. Get kicked, you green cunts. <laughs> the Knights take on the Bulldogs in Newcastle. I swear to fucking God, these cunts play at home every week. Um, Bradman Best is out, so Inari Tuala comes in. The doggies are Harrison Edwards out, and they welcome back Luke Thompson, who I believe the Tigers are looking at for next season. Um, yeah. Surely the Knights continue the run against the doggies. Yeah, they have to. But having said that, I don't, the, the Knights, they're not good enough. They're, they're, they're having an excellent run. But they're not good enough that you can kind of just lock them in like a lot of sides. I think you can lock them in they, against the dogs. Uh, yeah, but then what if Sexy Boy has a fucking has a worldie with fucking Birdo? Yeah, still. Look, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just saying it could. No, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I expect the Knights to win and uh, keep the run going for a little while longer. Yep, it's a good charge home they're making. And yeah, out, and, they've out of, and, and they've got an easiest draw out of all of them too. I yeah. Mean. And, and out of all of those bottom of the eight sides, they will go into the finals with probably the most realistic expectations on upsetting someone. Yeah, you think you think that you would almost certainly lock them into beating whoever ends up against them in week one. Yep. With some exceptions, like you know, there's yeah, if the Rabbitohs ended up against them in week one, I'd still probably go Rabbits, but. Especially if the rabbits, because if the rabbits do get into that sort of position, it means that they've taken out some of these other teams that they were in competition with yeah. for those same spots in the last couple of weeks. But yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, still get the second week, get wrecked, but um, yeah, the run will keep going though. Yeah, true for sure. So they, well, you know, and again, <clears throat> they've, they've got the dragons last round. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that would again, you know, if if Manly do jag those couple of wins, that puts them up up against Manly. Week one of the finals. Nice. Love it. And then Manly have to, you know, they win that game because they know that week two, Tommy will be back. For 10 minutes. Yeah. No, they'll, they'll, play, they'll play the game for 80 minutes. Just because we'll be up by so much at 10 minutes. They don't, there's no mercy rule in rugby league, mate. There you go. So Panthers, Warriors, <laughs> grand final. Look, you know... It's not the worst case scenario. Well, that you know, that thing came into the DM today. Someone's put what is it, eighteen grand at four dollars on a P 
Panthers Broncos grand final. Yep. Jesus fucking Christ. I hope that I hope that's the last fucking eighteen grand that cunt had, <laughs> and it puts him and his family on the street, and he has to prostitute his own children out to make ends meet. <laughs> because he deserves nothing less. <laughs> See what happens when Glennie's not here? We start talking about fucking fingering assholes and prostituting children, and, and the first the first client's <laughs> fucking Reese Walsh. <laughs> ah, kids love Reese Walsh. It'd be easy for them. <laughs> They're all ah. the same size. Let's go. That's us. All right, that's it. That's uh, five thirty. We're done. Um, Thanks for listening. Uh, oh, some merch arrived, which you won't say what it is yet because um, the first crack at it's going to go to the the Patreon yes. members. Yes, yes, um, and it's fucking and so, great. Yeah, and so and I'd, and I'd like it to be a surprise for them. So I'm almost like I want to put the there. Put it say it. It's going to Patreon members. However, if you are not a Patreon member, or if you're at a tier below the Patreon tier that gets them, we're going to have tons available for purchase as well. So you're going to have, well, not tons, but there'll be enough if you're quick. And so, I just want to put out there, patrons, we love you. And again, depending on the tier, this is fucking top tier merch. So depending on the tier you're on, uh, you'll get one of these. Please don't be a cunt and ruin it for everybody by posting pictures of it. It's an like complete fucking embargo. We will tell. We will post the picture when we want the picture to be available for other people. Yeah, because I'll, I'll be posting everything out. So I'll, when I see the tracking register as, as delivered, on the last <laughs> one. <laughs> look within reason. I mean, because there's you know there's some delivery <laughs> plus twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah, because well, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, you know, Carson take fucking a month to get to him, and I don't want to embargo that long. But no, fuck that. I will. I will it's I will not everyone it else's known. fault. He lives in fucking. Switzerland, yeah. yeah, right. Anyway, but yeah, so so what's going to happen is um, the there's two variations. The the top tier on Patreon is going to get one. The bottom tier is going to get the other. And then there's something else that's going to be coming out for the um, the top tier as well um, a because big, of the similar. A big diesel t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think, I think everyone wants a big D's t-shirt. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... If you're not if you're not a Patreon member, never fear. This is a this is a merch item that has been requested for a very long time, probably since fucking day day one. Yeah, and um, it's happened. Yep, the big diesels made it happen for us. So, um, yeah, this will be your one and only chance to get it. So uh, when yeah. the opportunity comes, do not hesitate. Don't get FOMO. It. Yeah, because uh, it's, it's this is not like a Apple iPhone fucking situation i mean there's probably you know after the patrons have had their turn you know there's not gonna be you know there's not gonna be a huge amount so be quick or be uh be sad there you go be uh or be be dylan napa and just uh get on the piss in your lounge room and start shadow boxing <laughs> and finger your ass and wonder what may have been beautiful fuck yeah well done talk to you fuckers next week Later.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.